It's 8.01 a.m. on Thursday, October 5th, 2023, and OU still sucks. Always. Always and forever. What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. It is Thursday of Red River Week. We are two days away from the Longhorns and Sooners kicking off at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, USA, America. We will continue our preview of the big game from now until 10 o'clock. Of course, all day long, today and tomorrow, we will continue to get you set right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered for number three, Texas, and number 12, Oklahoma. The battle for first place in the Big 12 Conference and what feels like the biggest Red River shootout since 2008. Good morning, Buck. Good morning, BK. How are you this morning, my friend? I am good. We are getting closer and closer. It always feels like this week is the longest week of the year, right? There's just so oh, yeah. much excitement, so much anticipation leading up to Texas OU. Even when both teams are bad or one team is bad, like we still love this game every season. But when both teams are good, I mean, this week is just crawling by, dude. Yeah, I can't wait to get up to, to, to the fairgrounds to see these carnies that leave Norman and they come down to our great to the great state and they get the jobs at the fairgrounds. You know, they take up good Texas jobs, you know, for for a, for the whole month. And they're working the corny dog stands and hanging around big techs, you know, touching his legs and things like that. I They got to get out of here. This month has got to it's a fun time, but we need to get these people out of this state and to big up there where they belong in Soonerville, you know. But yeah. it's good to see them, you know, checking weights, you know, guessing, you know, the the fat lady and they're they're guessing your weights when you go into those rides. The two-headed woman. I mean, I love it. You know, I, I love all these. This is great. Mm-hmm. And I'll be looking for that Philly cheese steak at the fairgrounds, of course. It's the, with worst. the cheese whiz on it. It's <laughs> the worst bit ever, man. Of all the great food you could get at the State Fair of Texas, the fact that you go for the Philly cheese steak is a joke. Dude, the fact that they actually try to make a Philly cheesesteak at the fairgrounds is even worse. I don't know if they even make one. I think they just run to Texadelphia across the street and go pick <laughs> it up because you're the one person who orders it every year. Oh, I'm not doing that. Not on this trip. My stomach can't take that. I've had I've had issues. I don't want to have issues at the fairgrounds. There's there's not enough bathrooms around that place. The porta potties there suck. Let me tell you. Oh no way. They're not the same ones you had in Bethlehem. No, I'll shit in my pants first before I go to Porta Potty (laughs) at the fairground. I'm sorry. I'll be like the lady on the Delta plane. There's no way I'm going into one of those things. People live in those things. They don't just use the bath. They live there. Some of those are called home for people at the fairgrounds. And most of them are from Norman. Unbelievable. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas. The soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Come rain or shine, and we got some rain, and it started coming down at around 2 o'clock this morning. I did not call for this. This is not on me. Mm -hmm. I did not make that. Did I make that decision of rain today? That was two days ago. I'm sorry I'm a little behind, but you got some rain, and we got it all over this central Texas area, and it was, boy, oh, boy, it was scary coming down last night, and the lightning still exists, and we still have a possibility of rain throughout to about 1 o'clock today, so – Please be careful. I mean, some major highway, uh, you know, 71 was blocked off. They had a fatality out towards the airport this morning, overturned vehicles. So please be careful on the roadways. And to those that know the route that I take to go up to Arlington, Texas, somebody tell me, 
don't do it today. Is 281 safe for, safe for me to go up? I mean, will the rain subside enough that it'll dry out? Is some of these low water crossings, I can just get by in some of these little small hamlets up at 281. Never been through there when it's raining. Isn't I this, don't know if you know, this is, this is your job. I thought you're the weather guy. This is what you're supposed to tell us. I just tell you when it's coming. I don't know how much we get of it. I don't know what the what it's like in that upper region there, 281 up, you know, up near Marble Falls, or is this happening east? I mean, it rained everywhere last night and still raining in places this morning. Yeah, it did. It was coming down overnight and it was loud, man. I got woken up a couple of times by the thunder down here in the Oak Hill area. So, so her uh, name be, is Thunder? Be safe out there. Up. Yeah, her name is Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I had thunder on one side and lightning on the other side. There you go. One of those nights. Oh, man, I still can't believe that you get a cheesesteak at the state fair, and I still can't believe you think people live in the porta potties there. I guess there's oh, yeah. no, no blue wave at those porta pots. That huh? place is amazing. That is quite hmm. that is quite a treat for me once a year to see that event. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, there's something that Brent Venables said. Of course, Brent Venables, the head coach at Oklahoma. I don't think I needed to tell anybody that. There's something that he said that – is not getting enough attention this week. It's kind of flying under the radar, and I can't quite figure out why more people aren't bringing this up. So that's how we're really going to dive into our Texas-Oklahoma preview today. Um, I just I don't know why people aren't discussing this a little bit more when talking about this game. Uh, it's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so – You've been blowing and going with a hose in your mouth? What is that? You know, I give coach speak every morning here, and I get questioned about what I said. How about that guy? That guy's a real head coach making a million dollars a year and talking about putting hoses in his mouth, inserting hoses in places. Yeah. Come on, coach. One more time here from uh, Coach Venables talking about being the head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, it's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going. And so he's been blowing and going, and he wants a hose in his mouth. Come on, coach. They do it different north of the Red River, I they guess. Do. That's why they have to get out of town for a month. You know, uh. they have to get out of that state. They'll go crazy. That guy's obviously gone crazy, sticking hoses in places. At least he said in his mouth, thank goodness. I guess. Where are you inserting these hoses, Coach? Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't think the fire hose belongs in anyone's mouth. No. So you know, Maybe a garden hose, but I don't think about the fire hose. You stick the garden hose in your mouth? I mean, on occasions you do that when you were a kid drinking the water. Yeah, well, you but, don't like stick it in your mouth. You, no, you hold no, it to you the don't. side and, and the water goes in. No, but there's always the one kid that puts the hose in it, put his lips on the hose that you have to smack in the back of the head. Hey, get that away from your mouth, coach. <laughs> hey, coach, get that away from your mouth. <laughs> uh, congrats to that fire hose, I guess. Wow. Ben Venables was blowing and going on that day. <laughs> oh, man. Just like we would expect. No, I, I don't expect that when my coaches speak. I don't expect that when. That's not the coach speak you're looking for? No, no. That comes from Big 12 Media Days last year, right? That, that was, was his before. opener. That was his opener to the media. Yeah, that was before Venables had even coached a game at Oklahoma. And maybe that should have been a sign that uh, last year was not going to be a great year for the Sooners. No. The fact that their coaches were, were talking about uh, blowing a fire hose. <laughs> Insertion into his mouth. Very nice coach. 
blowing hose it's what they do up there in norman wow. a little bit different i guess in oklahoma so by the way bk you're looking good in that hat this is gear day i'm I look travis matthew look at that yeah we are we are a, 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 we're like an apparel line we've got everything we've shout got them out. all shout out to our friends at last stand hats yes sir you finally came in i've got one of these for you we've got like at least one for every member on our team and we're working on a merch store, by the way, with our friends at Last Stand Hats. So you people will have the opportunity to actually purchase some Last Stand gear. I think we're also going to have koozies that we'll be giving away in Dallas this weekend. Very so nice. if you're making your way up to the Metroplex or if you're already there, don't forget tomorrow, Friday from 2 to 5, we'll be at Harwood Tavern in downtown Dallas with the Red River Roundtable. And it's Saturday morning, game day. Our pregame show from 8 to 10.30 live on the fairgrounds from the Old Mill Inn right by Big Tex. You Left leg of Big Tex. Yeah, man. The third leg of Big Tex. <laughs> you think uh, Venables is inserting that and blowing and going on that deal? Hey, Big Tex, be careful. Oh, man. Be, yeah. be careful. Coaches in the vicinity. Watch out for that. But, yeah, shout out to Last Stand Hats, man. Love those folks. And uh, excited about these lids that we've got rocking. And they sent me a couple of other cool hats, too, that might be good for giveaways right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, especially on the Patreon. Don't forget, sign up for our Patreon. That monthly subscription will give you access to giveaways that other people won't have access to. You can find that link in the video description below. All right, let's uh, let's actually hear from Brent Venables from this week. And obviously, the uh, the video we just showed you comes from over a year ago, but here's Brent Venables talking a little bit about this Texas team. We'll start with how to stop Quinn Ewers and this Texas offense. Here's what the Oklahoma head coach had to say about slowing down the Texas. So they're again incredibly efficient. They're in the RPO world, uh, like everybody in college football, and uh, they're really good at all the spots. So it's hard for you, like, all right, let's let's take these guys away and let's make them count on this. You know, you have several games. You, well, let's cut the head off the snake. Whatever they got, they got all kinds of them. You know, everywhere. It's not coach speak. It, they're really good and talented, and and there's not an area that 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 we don't have to play well. We need to play well everywhere. Uh, you're not going to just luck up and win a game like this. Sometimes, uh, certain places you can be much better and overcome some mistakes. That these guys will punish you. Uh, for the smallest uh, mistakes, and uh, you know, uh, you know, you've got to be, you know, efficient, and uh, we don't concede anything. That's just uh, to me. That's a mindset. It's a philosophy. Uh, every once in a while, um, I should. I, uh, every game, there'll be moments where you say, "Well, you know, they executed. We are not in a call that's great for that." Uh, and so you, as a, as a play caller, you want to try to, uh, you want to try to avoid that, uh, as much as possible. You don't want to have that self-talk during the game, uh, that much, but, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's a, uh, that's kind of the, I don't know if it's a chess match, but there's a run defense or pass defense or, uh, situational, uh, defense, uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, it's got to be really good. If we're in zone, we got to be tight. We're in man, we got to be tight. You know, you can't give these guys space anywhere. You know, they'll just, you know, chew you up. That dude is a coach speak machine. I mean, cutting heads off snakes. I mean, he is, 
He's got them all. He scares me. I need I need to have more of him. I need to go and, and wait for his post-game shows every week instead yeah. of listening to Sark. This guy has a whole shitload of things he likes to talk about. Yep. Hearing that dude makes me appreciate Sark even more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Venables just goes and goes and goes. You know, I was a little critical of Sark. Not really critical. I just pointed it out a couple of days ago that his opening statement at his Monday press conference was like three and a half minutes long. Dude, Venables was six and a half minutes long. Before he even fielded a question, he just sat up there and spewed a bunch of BS for six and a half minutes and then gave answers like that for 45 minutes. Like, wow. oh, God, dude, having to – I mean, I thought Tom Herman press conferences were rough, and they were, but that is next level bad with Venables up there. Yeah, when you get wow. to the cutting the head off the snake, you know – that's that's where it gets scary. That's where Coach Speak takes another level. He's got another level of Coach Speak. I like it. I oh. like it a lot because I like the Coach Speak. You know, every day I give you something, whether it's, you know, he's falling down like a bag of shit. You know, I mean, I give you a little something every day that you don't get. You know what I mean? But others do because they You're understand right. the Coach Speak, the lingo. I've never heard anybody else call a freshman running back a sack of shit. <laughs> C.J. Baxter. He falls like it sometimes, like a sack of shit. And what does shit fall like? I mean, just get yourself some in a bag and just push it off the side of your desk sometime and just listen to that sound. <laughs> get, get yourself some in a bag. I want you to shit in a brown paper bag, put it on the edge of your desk and push it and then Listen to the sound of it when it hits the floor. <laughs> Smash. That's something you do at your place? <laughs> Wait, what? You, I, I have a home. I have plumbing. I have running water here. You want me to shit in a brown paper bag? <laughs> and just kidding? push it off the end of the desk. Dude, what oh, my goodness. Oh, my. I love him. He's great. I'm going to listen to his post game. I got to get excerpts from his post game every week. God, you want me to just grab one of the dog crap bags? In my apartment complex and just use that instead. People are still doing that, actually picking up the crap after their dog. That's what the yard is made for, or the sidewalk. Remember (laughs) the the old days when you used to have to dodge the dog shit on the sidewalk, and if you stepped in it, well, you just lost a pair of sneakers, or you went home and hosed it off and moved along. You know what my deal was? If I stepped in it, that was it for the shoes. I never wiped it off. I I didn't do that. I'm getting a new pair of shoes, period. No way. Even if they were a nice pair of shoes? I don't care. Goodbye. You can't get ass out of jeans and you can't get dog crap out of shoes. No, no. My mom would say, wait a minute, aren't those new shoes? Well, they're not new anymore. I stepped in a thing of dog crap. No. You got to pick up after your dog, man. Come on, man. That's why they have grass out there. Come on. And sidewalks. You're supposed to dodge that stuff. Get yourself a workout. Don't step in it. First of all, don't step in my dog's crap. Now I'm worried that you take craps out there on the sidewalk <laughs> and on the grass. No, no, no. With all this talk, you're telling me to take oh one in a brown goodness. paper bag. Now you're saying don't pick up after your dog. Just leave it there on the grass or the sidewalk. I got to watch Come out on, for you, man. Six-minute monologue before you talk to the no. press. You're going to give them that rundown every week? Really? Yep. Yep, that's we need to bad. beat them. We need to beat them by three touchdowns. Well, three. what Venable said, it was tough to cipher through all of that, but he's right. I mean, Sark has talked about it a lot too. Like this Texas offense, 
It's very versatile, right? It has a number of different ways to beat you. And Jonathan Brooks has been the best player on this offense over the last few weeks. But Quinn Ewers has also put together back-to-back really, really good games. We all remember what he did at Alabama, but he's played pretty consistently well through the first couple of games of conference play this year. So it feels like he's rolling right now. Uh, A.D. Mitchell's coming off the best game of his college career. We're talking about a guy who's won two national championships and a guy who put up some pretty good numbers at Georgia. He had his most productive day ever as a college receiver last weekend. We know what the X-Man is capable of. Uh, Hopefully J.T. Sanders plays. That's obviously still a question, but this Texas offense is complete. They've got a number of different ways to beat you. And Venables is right. Like, you've got to be buttoned up as a defense going up against this bunch. Otherwise, they're going to make you pay. Yeah, if you make a mistake and you and you leave somebody open and you think you're doing the right thing, doubling up on somebody, and you get a one-on-one with A.D. Mitchell, he's going to make you pay. When yours is going to make you pay if, if you're not into – I mean, I, his footwork has been better. His arm strength we know is there. But I think the designing of these plays right now by Sark are getting guys that are – Open, open now. I mean, JT Sanders has been open. He had not have to make these great plays. He's been wide open, and the quarterback has hit him in stride. And that's what's, that's what's good to see because now the coach is starting to call plays where he can get them open. He can scheme it up where the defenders are in a bind. You know, not the, not the offensive players in a bind having to go, you know, make 50, catch 50-50 balls, but where they're wide-ass open. I love that. I, I mean, that is, that is great. That's what, we, that's what we've been expecting of, of – of Sark and his play calling is what we've seen over the last couple of weeks and his, and his players executing that too. You know, you can be wide open and still get missed, but now the guys are starting to execute plays. You know, the, the slant route to Xavier worthy against Baylor. That was a thing of beauty. I still think that's one of the better passes Quinn yours has had all year long is that slant route that hit him right dead square in the chest. It, it didn't put him in a vulnerable position where he could get hit. It hit him where he had to catch the ball. Hell it damn near stuck in his shoulder pads. And he had to make that play, and it was in a tight window, and he got it done. He, he directed his body in the right position. Xavier Worthy caught the ball in for a score. That's one of the, beauti- that's one of the beauties of this year so far, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and this might be one of those games. I know we talked about this earlier this week, or we were wondering if this is the game that Sark has to go out there and win for Texas. Yeah. I'm starting to think it is, man. Like, Texas is the more talented team. Texas is the more experienced team. I feel better about Texas's personnel than I do about Oklahoma's personnel. But, man, the, the schematic advantage, like the stuff we saw against Alabama. Yeah, we saw it against Baylor, too. We saw it against yes. Kansas last week, too. It was all very good. But, like, the stuff that we saw where Sark was clearly in his bag, he was pulling out all of the stops. He wasn't pulling any punches. I mean, it was just an offensive thing of beauty, especially in the second half in that game in Tuscaloosa. Like, that's that's what I want to see because Oklahoma's defense is playing at a high level right now. They're only giving up about 10.5 points per game. Uh, Brent Venables, still not sure how great of a head coach he is, but right. we know that guy's a very, very good defensive mind, and it's clear that he's got more pieces to work with on that side of the ball than he had going into this game last year. So this is one of those games, man, and it might be tougher if JT Sanders isn't going to play. Hell, it will be tougher if JT Sanders sure. isn't going to play. But you want to see some guys getting schemed to open. You want to see that confusion that Nick Saban's defense had going up against this group. You want to see Brent Venable's guys after plays just pointing at each other like, well, I thought you had that. I thought you had right. that. What, what went wrong there? Like, you want to make sure that Sark is at his best. Uh, he's got to show up big. Obviously, your players got to show up big in these big-time games, but you need your coaches too as well. I think uh, this is a big Sark game on Saturday. Yeah, I, well, I, I still think there's one during – I think this 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 emotion this emotional high that'll that'll last uh, it'll last a little bit longer than a regular rivalry game because dude 
Oklahoma's got to stay emotionally involved. They got beat 49 to nothing last year. So yeah. their emotions are going to stay a little bit longer than the Longhorns may stay. But they better execute with those emotions. They better not have balls that are overthrown. Their quarterback better be on the money. If he overthrows balls because he's emotionally, you know, into this game so much because of last year, which he didn't really play in, dude, that, that can be a problem for them. So, you know, that blood flow for Oklahoma's players better be going in the right direction with execution also because Texas doesn't have to be so emotionally involved. They know what they did to this group last year. They understand that they can still outman this group. And this, and, and this Oklahoma team has played nobody yet. Cincinnati was the best – I mean, the best that they played has been Cincinnati. And if they would have had a quarterback, they probably would have lost the game. If Cincinnati – because they had the officials on – oh, did I say the officials? I didn't mean to mention those guys again, did I? <laughs> so early in the broadcast, I'm talking about officiating come Saturday. Well, we got the crew that's the worst crew in the league, maybe one of the worst crews in the nation officiating this game. So look for the Hankies to drop on Saturday. Look for all these great runs that we've seen so far this year from Jonathan Brooks in this offensive line where they haven't held very many people. Now, that old, that old saying that somebody's being held on every play, it may come to fruition with this group calling this week because they won't hesitate to drop a Hanky on either team, I believe. Yeah, there are conflicting reports about who the refs are going to be. Now people are saying it might not be Kevin Moore, which is the head official of the crew that called the Texas-Wyoming game here in Austin, and then obviously the crew that called that uh, OU-Cincinnati game in Cincinnati to start off conference play. So we might not get that crew, but it's still Big 12 refs, and it's still the last year for both of these teams in the conference. And you know Brett Yormark's going to try to find a way to screw teams as much as he possibly can. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't want it to be a nationally televised pretty game by anybody. He wants this to be sloppy by both teams so that they can say, "Well, good. We don't need them in our conference anyway." Yeah. He doesn't want one team to look real, real good. Now this is what you're getting, SEC. These two sloppy teams—they're coming right. to your conference next year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of ways that the refs could really screw these teams in this game because someone's got to win, obviously. Well, for Texas, it's the run game, BK. It's the, the oh, he had him by the shirt. He didn't let him go. You know, yeah. that run, had, that 25-yard run has to come back. I'm like, and, and you're going to look and you're going to see replays, and the guys on the, on the set are going to go, well, I really didn't see that. But the officials are going to go, they're going to drop them as quick as possible. Yeah, well, if they screw Texas, they're helping Oklahoma, right? Like, they don't want to yes. help either team in this game. I think the the thing that we might see on Saturday is a bunch of targeting ejections in the second half oh. because, you know, those penalties carry over to the following game. To so the following Big 12 team that they'll play? Yeah, so Texas obviously is a bye week next week. I think Oklahoma does too. So the punishment will carry over two weeks. So if a player does get ejected for targeting in the second half on Saturday, they'll have to miss the first half of the Houston game on October 21st. Like maybe the Big 12's thinking, ah, we got we to gotta do something like that, right? Let's, uh, let's make sure that when Texas and Oklahoma have to play teams that are going to be in the big 12 beyond this year that sure. they're not at full strength. Like maybe that's what they do. I don't know. I just hope the officiating is not a big storyline, but who knows, man, it, it probably will be because it's usually how it goes in this league. Well, I mean, I thought of, we thought of that before the season even started. We talked about it. It's not like we're, we're just saying in this particular game or Texas against a particular foe in the big 12. We've talked about this all along throughout, throughout our, you know, when we first came on the broadcast, this is a possibility of this happening to Texas. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, the officiating is not that great no matter what in the Big 12, whether you're leaving or staying or whatever. It's not like it's the best officiating crews in college football. They're, they're, they're not. They haven't been. We've watched them for years now. And now on the way out, we really have to watch it. So just try not to give them a reason to do it. Execute to the best of your abilities. And if they call it, just don't let it affect you. Just go on to the next play. You have to, just, you have to move along anyway. There's going to be a next play. So it's yep. not like you can spend your time screaming and hollering, even as a fan, worrying about what's going to happen. There will be a next play. So you sure. just got to move along. Yeah, and Texas, really both of these teams haven't been impacted by the officials too much this year because they've been no. blowing everybody out, right? Like both teams are 5-0, and oh, and both teams have won every game by double digits. I mean, Oklahoma leads the country in margin of victory, and Texas is, I think, top 10. Texas is beating teams by 23 points per right. game. So there hasn't been an opportunity for that game-changing call late in the fourth quarter of a one-possession football game. And obviously, if you're both teams, that's what you're thinking. Like, if you're Texas, don't let the Zeros decide any game this year. Just keep taking care of business to where right. one or two calls won't dictate the outcome of a football game. So, yeah, if the Longhorns play like they're capable of, then they're not going to need to worry about the Zebras making calls that are yeah. going to uh, shake this thing up. So late in the game, you had quarterback option. Your quarterback, when yours dies in the corner and you're worried about Hey, should he run it in? No, 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 no. All gas, no breaks, right? Yep. Score, score touchdowns, any chance you can get. Nobody's taking a knee, Pat Mahomes. Nobody's falling at the two. We're going into the end zone. Let's just keep on scoring. Uh, That's what Texas, you have to do. Hey, Texas took it easy on Oklahoma towards the end of the game last year. I know oh, it was yes, 49 to nothing. Yeah, it could have been, it could have been in the 50s. It maybe could have been in the 60s, considering just how one-sided the game was last year. Shout out to our guy CB512. Another $2 super chat. It's 820. Venable still chugs and OU still <laughs> sucks. Venable still chugs. Really. And a, a check of our Coda text line. Very nice. That's right. Our text line is now sponsored. 512-222-9328. Shout out to the great folks at Circuit of the Americas for partnering with us here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. A couple of texts to get to. Bucky, you will be fine going 281. Something good that's that's great because uh, i mean i've got some property i got to look at anyway i told my wife you know when i when i first went up to to lake travis played in a in a, in a state championship game up there a few years ago well, it's been a few years now but my wife went you know went up to the game and we you know the little farmhouses on the way up there i said wouldn't that be nice for us little house right here i told her i'm going to check out some of the for a little second home you know so i can do some real gardening out there in 281 she is not having any of that, BK. She goes, I'm not living out there. She goes, where's the nearest H-E-B or hair salon? i like, oh, you got to go about hour, hour and a half somewhere. She goes, there is no way. So I'll be looking at little farmhouses. If I, if I see one for sale, I'm going to stop off and find out how much you want for this place. Yes, I want a little farmhouse off of 281. Isn't that kind of strange? You're going to live there by yourself? I may have to. I don't think she's going. Uh, what is this, like a vacation home? Or are you talking about a full-time deal? No, no, not full-time. Maybe a little vacation home. If I want to get if I want to get out of the city, the city of Dripping Springs, how's that? All the places you can get a vacation home, and you're going to go in the middle of nowhere, Texas, huh? <laughs> of course, man. God. Me and my people, thoughts and the dogs. Most people, when they get to your age, they're looking at like Florida or Colorado. Arizona or Colorado, you know, not 281. <laughs> come on dude what are you doing what kind Adalgo. of investment is that a doggo on my uh, way yeah goodness gracious oh, somebody 
Somebody said 281 is good. Okay, I'm going. And someone else on the text line, will we see pregame unsportsmanlike penalties on both teams? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be some jawing back and forth. There always is. And I'm sure Somebody from Oklahoma is going to be mad at being beat 49 to nothing last year. Yeah. 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 Someone's going to want to prove that they care more than the other team. Uh, that might happen in the tunnel. That might happen on the field before the game. Uh, I'm sure it'll happen a couple of times during the game. Where, Where's the uh, commissioner? So, is he coming? No, no, he's out. He's got to go to, he's got to go to Waco high and your mark you. Oh, that's right. The big game. Yeah, come on. His Texas Tech Red Raiders are playing this weekend. He's got to go to that game in Waco. Down along the river there? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, the battle for uh, 12th place in the Big 12, dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> someone's someone's got to be there. Okay. Why would the conference commissioner be at the battle for first place, be at the game where there are the only two ranked teams in the league playing? Why would he go to that when he could go to two and three Texas Tech against two and three Waco High? That is that is really a shame. That's just kind of, but that's that's the nature of this dude. He'll send his assistant commissioner there or something. Uh, he's dug his own grave, right? Like once he, he made did. those comments in the off season, he couldn't renege. He couldn't go back no. and act like, oh no, I didn't actually say that. Like I really care about Texas and Oklahoma. Like no, nah, he he's he's got a double and triple and quadruple down throughout the rest of the season, acting like his conference is better off without Texas and Oklahoma when. Clearly, I mean, anyone knew going into the year, but now five games into the year, I think we all know that that ain't the case. Yeah, once again, Mr. Commissioner, as long as Texas and Oklahoma are still in your conference, even on the way out, they're the, they're the most important teams you have in your conference. You don't have another team that's as important as these two teams. Even on their way out the door, they still can make you an awful lot of money. Yeah. And you need to appreciate that and send a letter and thank us all. When's, when's the next time the Big 12 is going to have a playoff team after this year? Obviously, we're hoping the Big 12 has a playoff team this year, but you know Oklahoma's been a few times. TCU made it last year. It'll so. never be Texas Tech, I guarantee you that. <laughs> Just thinking, man. Like I guess that you could randomly have a TCU-type year where they started off the season unranked and obviously ended up playing for the national title. So maybe someone will pull off something like that. Oh, and I'm, I'm being an idiot. There's going to be a 12 team playoff. So the big 12 is going to have a, a yeah, they will. It'll, you know who it'll yeah. be Houston. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Houston. right. University of Houston will be that team. They better fire big 12 Phil Collins, AKA Dana Holgerson. If they, yeah. uh, if they want to do that. Yeah. The 12 team <laughs> playoff makes that question irrelevant, but if it was a 14 playoff, I, I don't know the next time the big 12 would get a team in Utah, maybe would be that team. Uh, Jake says, yeah, I forget Utah's coming into the league. So uh, there you go. All right, some shout-outs to some sponsors before we get back into the Texas OU conversation. And we'll talk some Thursday night football. It's a doozy tonight. No, actually, not even close. I can't even pretend about that. We'll talk some MLB postseason as well. No game threes today. Four sweeps in the wild card round of the MLB playoffs, a little bit disappointing. Now, if you're a fan of one of the teams that won, uh, you're cool with it. But if you're just a baseball fan hoping for some winner-take-all games today, uh, sorry about that. You're not getting any of them. And we've got a couple of days off in the MLB playoffs. They'll pick that up. And I'm going to give you a day off of of Derek Jeter. I'm giving you folks a day off because we've had some teams just move right along. There's no reason for the little figurine to show up now. There Unless never is. There really never is a reason. Oh for no, that there's little... always a reason. But on this on this particular occasion today, on a Thursday, you know, we got Heisman watch. We had other things to talk about. I'm going to leave the little man sit today. Okay, 
I'm going to leave him. He's not going to walk onto the picture like he generally does. I don't have to touch him. He generally will walk onto the screen. He's not going to do it today. There are some teams that are very happy in Major League Baseball with their little sweeps over the last two days. They don't need his. They don't need a pep talk from him. Now he's the little man, huh? Yes. No longer the biracial beauty. He's the little biracial beauty. No, he's going to sit. Sit quietly, Jeter. Quiet. Be quiet over there. Yeah, he doesn't talk. You sure? He never does. The biracial midget doesn't talk. Oh, come on, man. He talks to me in the mornings. When I come into this room, let me out. Let me out of the box. Come on. Let me out of the drawer. What does your wife think when you have a conversation with a little figurine every night before bed and every morning when you wake up? She thinks there's something wrong with me anyway. But I'll tell you, there's – there's nothing wrong with Dr. Greg Eckert, coach. He is absolutely the very best dentist in Central Texas. Hell, maybe the best in the world, as a matter of fact. He and his all-star group of professionals do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. And restoring these right here was advanced work. These beautiful veneers that I've had for the last six years. I want to thank Dr. Eckert and his staff. Now, they do general, general dentistry also. Extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening. And some of that is not general dentistry for a lot of folks with dental anxiety. And when you go to Dr. Eckert, he's going to get rid of that for you in a jiffy. And if you're thinking of having dental implants, which he's doing a lot of those, find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving him a call at 512-345-3166. Ask him if you're a candidate for that procedure because he, as I said, when he starts doing veneers and dental implants, he'll turn that frown upside down in just one day. And that's what a lot of folks are looking for. He's the best. He's our dentist, and he should be your dentist also. Absolutely. Shout out to Dr. Eckert. And also shout out to our friends at Great Blue Heron Furniture. Where's the little dog? I see the little dog. Oh, yeah. Right over your head. Yep. Little doggo sitting on that gorgeous couch from our friends at Great Blue Heron Furniture. This stuff is legit. Great Blue Heron Furniture is a custom leather furniture company that started in 1991 They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. There you go, Buck. If you get that farmhouse on 281, yes, get you that piece from Great Blue Heron Furniture. This stuff is legit, man. We have our own line there, so I might as well bring it into my new farmhouse. Come on, just click the link in the video description below and check out the Texas Sports Unfiltered collection right there at Great Blue Heron Furniture. I am telling y'all, you cannot, you will not find more stylish more comfortable, more well-built furniture. That's the thing. The build quality is legit. It's a Texas factory, by the way. It's a Longhorn-owned company, a Texas factory here. Everything's built here. It's built with the highest quality materials, and these guys do a tremendous, tremendous job. This is furniture that's built to last for decades, not for a couple of years. No, this is built to last for decades and generations. That's what we're talking about here with Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click that link in the video description below if you're watching on YouTube. And type in the promo code HOOKEM at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase just like that. That's right. Type in HOOKEM. You're going to get 15% off your purchase over at greatblueheronfurniture.com. And, folks, I got my road chair for Relax the Back, too. That's in the car right now. And thanks to the Covert family because we'll be going up in two beautiful cars. By the way, that car that I'm it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Driving right now, that Buick Enclave. That thing, dude, is brand spanking new. Smelling good. Really? Zero mileage was on that thing. And now we're taking it up to Arlington, Texas, and to the fairgrounds of Dallas, Texas. It is, it's, I want to thank the folks at Covert for that, first of all. But relax the back. I've got my chair in there. I've got my road chair ready to go. And folks that relax the back, let me tell you this. You're talking about healing properly. If you've had surgery or if you've got a bad back or any aches and pains from the shoulders on down, you'll love to get in one of the beautiful chairs they have at Relax the Back for sure. They've got those pillows, of course, the Tempur-Pedic pillows that are going to give you a great night's sleep. But for your back, they got stand-up desks just for you too. I don't do the stand-up deal. I sit down with me and my figurine over there, but you're going to love it. It is all about work, working smarter. Sleep Reimagined. They've got two facilities here at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods and and Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free just like the buck at Relax the Bag. Mm, Yeah, I guess we should give the shout-out to Covert Bee Cave because they hooked both of us up with cars to to Dallas this weekend. You've got the monster ride. Yeah, I got the nice GMC Denali. That thing is wow. gorgeous. It's souped up, too. All the features, all the bells and whistles. I don't know how any of that shit works, dude. There are so many buttons in there, <laughs> and I'm afraid to touch anything. Like I, I couldn't even figure out when I first got in the car how to put it in reverse and put it in drive. Like there's it, no- just, it took us a while. You and I were sitting in the cars kind of, when are we going? When do we back up? How do we get out of here? Yeah, there's no like crankshaft deal. <laughs> which Brent Venables would probably try to put in his mouth. There's no, uh, you know, middle console deal. I've seen the, the knob, right, where you turn it from park to reverse or drive. This just has buttons. Like there's a there's a P button and an R button and a D. I'm like, what? What? How do I even do this? What? What's going on here? It took great. me like two minutes to figure out how to. But this thing is is gorgeous, man. And God, I, I don't want to give this thing back, dude. I might, I might just run away. You might never see me again after this weekend. You just that so. on the fairground. Somebody's going to try to live in that bad boy. That's for sure. And the yeah. Coverts, they've got seven different brands out there in B Caves. Of course, they have Buicks, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And 42 acres of perfection. While you're out there, say hello to Stacy and the gang, Mike. Uh, Jerome, of course, out there at B Caves. He has got it going on, and so do they. Since 1909, they have been serving Central Texas. And, folks, they also have Covert, Ford, and Hutto along with Covert Chevy and Covert Ford and Lincoln here in Austin. Nobody beats that Covert deal. Not now, not ever. Thank you to those folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to the folks at Covert B Cave. All right. Uh, let's talk a little MLB real quick here, Buck. Mentioned it. Four sweeps in the wild card round of the playoffs. Maybe the worst round of postseason baseball we've ever had. Like, not only – did we have four sweeps, but none of the games were that good. None of the games were decided by one oh, run, no, no walk offs, nothing like that. It was uh look, it, it's still fun. It's still playoff baseball. We'll take it, but yeah, it's a little bit underwhelming. So hopefully things pick up as the division series get going this weekend, but the Texas Rangers, of course, the one Texas team in action in the first round, they took care of Tampa Bay, a four, nothing win in game one on Tuesday and then a seven to one victory yesterday. This game was seven to nothing after six innings, and it just it it felt over at that point. Uh, the Rangers broke things open with a four run top of the fourth inning. Uh, Evan Carter, the rookie, in his playoff debut, he is doing some ridiculous things for the Rangers. He had a two run bomb. He hit seven fifty with an OPS nearly three thousand 
in those two games against Tampa Bay. So the number nine hitter in the Rangers order, I think the guy that nobody was sure what to expect from going into these playoffs, absolutely delivered with a couple of big moments in that series. Against what was that in front Rays. of 12,000 yesterday, probably? Yeah, I mean, it. it uh, I think it was 20,000. Somehow, some way, the Rays had a bigger crowd in game two than they did in game one. But shoot, by the end of the sixth inning, it, it looked like oh. that uh, that place was completely empty. But, uh, yeah, the Rangers get the win. Nathan Avaldi, a really good start on the mound. He was scuffling a little bit going into the playoffs, you know, coming off of an injury, had a few starts late in the regular season, didn't look great, wasn't sure what to expect from him. But he goes six and two-thirds innings, gives up just one run, and uh, the Rangers' bullpen, just very good. I mean, they didn't yeah. have to do a whole lot because the starters were awesome in these two games, but the Rangers' bullpen uh, didn't give up a run, which is obviously a good sign if you're a Rangers fan. Hell, even with a six-run lead going into the ninth inning, you're still a little bit nervous that maybe things can get out of whack. But, uh, you know, LeClerc loaded the bases but was able to get out of it without giving up a run. So the Rangers look good, man. I mean, Tampa Bay won 99 games this year. They had the second-best record in the American League. I think most people expected the Rays to win that series, myself included. And the Rangers not only won the two games, but they outscored them 11-1. to This series yep. was not close. Yeah, it was very similar to the Phillies. That that series is not close either. And the Philadelphia Phillies, who played in the World Series last year, they looked pretty good going into this Atlanta series. I mean, Atlanta's got to sit back and, and watch Philadelphia. But the Philadelphia bats right now, everybody's hitting the ball for Philly right now. And their pitchers are going pretty deep, you know, into these ball games. I know it's only been two, but, boy, have they dominated the pitch on, on the mound yeah. and with the bats. Yep, they took care of Jeter's Marlins. Oh, wait, no, nah, Jeter isn't associated with that no, team. No, he's not. So I guess no. I can't blame him for uh, for what happened. Don't well, do would it. you say his name? No, would you, you say, happen to say his name? Well, look who just came across the screen. The little biracial beauty himself, Derek Jeter. Yes, he's left the Marlins. And there's still some questions about will he be a part of the Yankees outfit here next year? That's right. You called upon him. That's right. You said his name, not I. He jumped right out of the door. Get back. Get back in the, get back over there. God, you, you, told, the me, you told me that uh, I didn't have to worry about him today. That's oh, why no. I felt like I could it mention him. It sounded like him. you called for him. I mean, it sounded like you called for Jeter, and that's all you needed to do for him to come dancing across there. Yeah, Phillies take care of the Marlins. Bryson Stott, the uh, grand slam, the uh, big blow that really Who broke is that, that dude? open. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not, not a super household name, although he was a starter on the team that made it to the World Series last year. So I think a lot of baseball fans know Bryson Stott. But, yeah, you think of Phillies, you think of Bryce Harper, you think of Trey Turner, you think of Kyle Schwarber, you think of JT Real Muto. Uh, those are the stars, right? Castellanos yeah. is in that mix, too. Those are the guys that come top of mind when you're talking about the Phillies offense. But like you said, uh, they got contributions from everybody over these two games. So no surprise there that the Phillies – uh, won that series and they take on the Braves now that's that's an interesting one here like everyone's just sort of assuming that we're going to get a Braves Dodgers and LCS those were the two best teams in baseball all season long but I don't know man Philly's pretty damn good and obviously they took care of Atlanta last year did they not uh was it them that yes yeah. yes yeah Atlanta had the best record in baseball last year and the Phillies came in there and took care of them got to the World Series yeah, it was. And then the Padres took care of the Dodgers. Yep, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they they played last year. The Phillies won. The Phillies won the National League last year. Like, that's a team that's got confidence. They've got experience and postseason yes, pedigree. Do. So, that's a, a tough matchup for the number one seed 
in the National League. Uh, the D-Bags, they beat the Brewers. This one was a little bit of a surprise. The 6-3 upset in the National League. The Brewers jumped out to early leads in both games. They were up yeah. 3-0 in game one, couldn't hold on. They were up 2-0 after the first inning in game two. And you're thinking, all right, we're headed to a game three. But they just couldn't do anything else offensively. Mm-hmm. And then the, the D-Bags offense got things going. Uh, Corbin Carroll, man, the, the rookie, the National League Rookie of the Year. That guy's a freaking monster. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no problems with him changing over from the regular season to the postseason. That guy was special in these two games. And then the Twins, right? Like, I, I think Astros fans are pretty happy with that result, right? The Twins over the Blue Jays. I know the Twins are the higher seed, but, uh, man, that was a big-time surprise. The Twins, of course, hadn't won a playoff game since 2004. I don't think they'd won a playoff series since 2003. It's been a long time since Minnesota has done anything of success in the postseason, and they two-game sweep the Blue Jays. Boy, the Blue Jays had their opportunities in that game yesterday. Yes, they, they, they Base running errors, and they just couldn't get that big hit. It felt like they were leaving dudes on base in every single inning, and the Twins did just enough. They took advantage, obviously, some timely situational pitching as well, but uh, they get the win, they get the sweep, and they move on to take on the Astros. So it could happen, Buck. Uh, we're hoping to see – a Texas-sized ALCS. We have never seen the Astros and Rangers square off in the playoffs. Of course, they were in different leagues for the longest time, but you know the Astros have been really good. They've been making the playoffs every year since 2017. The Rangers yes. haven't made the playoffs since 2016. There was one chance back in 2015 where the teams could have played. They were both in the DS, but neither team won. Right? The Rangers lost to the Blue Jays. The Astros lost to the Royals. Kansas City ended up winning the World Series that year. But we had the shot that year. It didn't happen. Now we've got the shot this year. It's going to be tough. Uh, the Astros are expected to beat the Twins, but the Rangers have to go up against the uh, number one seed in the American League, the Baltimore Orioles. So we'll see. Three wins away from each team to uh, to get that ALCS here in the Lone Star State, which would be a ton of fun for everybody. Yeah, buck on to Major League Baseball right now. It's this is That was good stuff. I know it, it hurts. The teams that won just dominated and moved on, but it's starting to get and, and you know the way things are going, BK. There's some of these like you know Minnesota. I don't want to get you know if they, when they start to start to have to play baseball in late October and, and into into the middle of October, it gets scary in a place like Minnesota with their stadium too. Yeah. So I, I I just like I like it where the weather's good, where you don't have any of these. These these weather conditions that may just get too sloppy. I just want to see good baseball. I really, really do. Did you say Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota. He's up now. It's yeah. It's getting ready to be nine o'clock. He's about to wake up. Yeah. No, nah, he's an old guy. That guy's been up since like four o'clock. But he oh, also went to bed. He got up like when I got o'clock. up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like you, man. What time did you have supper last night? Four four thirty. No, I had a wonderful dinner at Birdie's. Oh. Yes, I did. I went to dinner with a couple. My wife and I went to, with a couple to, to have dinner at Birdie's, and I had the chicken palomino, which I love at Birdie's, one of our sponsors. Love that food. Did you did you get by there yesterday for a little lunch? Did you stop for lunch? No, I didn't stop for lunch. I stopped to pick up a gift card, though, that we're giving away as part of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. We're still giving away stuff. Are still people trying to get in on the giveaway themselves? Like your your guy there yesterday said, hey, where's my prize at? Dude, the guy who asked that actually won a prize. 
Well, he's gonna. He knows he's gonna get some. Why is he still asking for his? Where's my prize? He didn't know. He didn't know that he won a prize. He was literally asking. He's like, "Did I win a prize?" And I'm like, "Man, check the YouTube video to see if you did." I left a comment by everyone's name who did win a prize, and I don't know. I literally responded yesterday in the chat. I think Devin was his name. So Devin, Devin. if you're watching this morning, I think Devin was the winner of this guy. Oh, the pillow from her last back. Come yeah. on now. So the we, randomizer we, pull his name out. Yeah, we need you, Devin. Like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, uh, I probably didn't win a prize, but thank you for asking. And then sure enough, I go check the sheet that, of course, was in the other room at the time when Devin asked. And yeah, his name was on there. I think for the Relax the Good Back job. $200 Techno Gel Pillow. Way to go there, Devin. It's all yours, man. Absolutely. Are you ready for my Heisman? Are you ready for my Heisman picks? Yeah, let's do the uh, updated Bucky's Heisman watch. I've got the uh, Vegas odds going into week six of the college football season. But before we get to what Vegas has to say, let's hear what the Buck has to say. Well, Caleb Williams is still the front runner, I believe, with USC until they get beat, which they are going to get beat. They're not going undefeated. They can't go undefeated with that defense. Colorado gave them enough of a scare last week late in the game. So that defense is going to get them beat. But that guy right now is out of sight. He is the number one guy still. Um, I, I'm, I know what Vegas may think. but And then Michael Penix Jr., of course, is number two with me. Quinn Ewers is number three. Jordan Davis, number four. And Bo Nix, number five. Okay. All quarterbacks right now. All quarterbacks right now. I mean, yeah. that's usually how it goes. Like yeah. When we're talking about this award, the Vegas odds are very similar. I mean, literally, I'm looking at the top 10 list right now, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, and all 10 of these guys are quarterbacks. I don't even know who the best down quarterback would be right now. Well, like, if, if the guy keeps it up, Jonathan Brooks is going to be slide in there because he's going to be he's going to be in the top one or two for the Doak Walker Award right now, the way he's going. So yeah. look for him to maybe be that running back that sneaks in. If he continues to have these games where he's 150 or whatever, and after Oklahoma – I expect that from the rest of that, from the rest of the time on, this dude's going to be in the 125s, 150s, 170s, those type of games against other Big 12 opponents. I think he sh they should be crushing those those other teams. Yeah, and we'll maybe. see what happens with Oklahoma. I'm not quite sure that Oklahoma has the kind of defense that can stop what's going on with the ground game of Texas right now. Right. Yeah. Now this this could be an opportunity for Jonathan Brooks. It, it's tough for non quarterbacks to win these awards these days, but it's a nationally televised big spotlight game for that for that dude too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's an outside shot for Jonathan Brooks if he keeps putting up the numbers that uh, he's been putting up. And yeah, if he goes for 200 plus in this game, like yes. last week against Kansas, then more and more people are going to be paying attention. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jonathan Brooks could be that dude. Maybe estimate the running back at Notre Dame. Right. Because uh, I think he leads the country in rushing right now. Jonathan no. Brooks is number three. So maybe if Notre Dame wins some of these games, they play USC, they play Clemson. So they'll have some opportunities to uh, play in big spotlight games against quality opponents. I think we're still calling Clemson a quality opponent, even though they've got a couple of losses uh, this season. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Brooks has the shot. So here's here's the Vegas odds right now okay. for the Heisman Trophy. Caleb Williams, number one, no surprise, at plus 170. Michael Penix Jr. is number two at plus 380. Yeah, he had his first – I don't want to say he had a bad game last week, but Washington looked a little mortal. A week ago, yeah. and Penix didn't put up a ridiculous stat line like he seemingly has in every other game this season. But still, uh, he's at plus 380. He's number two. Then you have a pretty significant drop-off 
after that. So once again, Williams is at plus 170. Penix is at plus 380. Then you got to go all the way down to plus 900 for the next couple of guys. And it's Quinn Ewers and Bo Nix. They're tied right now at plus 900. So those dudes have some ground to make up. You talk about Jonathan Brooks maybe having a really, really good day on Saturday and that vaulting him more into the Heisman conversation with Quinn Ewers, with the quarterback. If he goes out there and plays like he did last year against Oklahoma or like he did against Alabama this year, then, okay, yeah, he might uh, move up the ranks a little bit and those odds might get a little bit better. But he's still hanging in there at number three. He's tied with Bone. Yep, tied with Bo Nix right now. And then Jordan Travis and Dylan Gabriel. Whoa. What? Those guys are tied at uh, the feisty one plus 1600. Yeah. So I guess all the conversation, man, it's, it's crazy. I, I've said this all week long, like every conversation that we're having about Texas right now, and not just us, it feels like the national folk are having the same conversation just in regards to, okay, if Texas wins this game, then they've got a shot to run the table and they should win the big 12 and they should make the college football playoff. If Oklahoma wins this game, it's the same narrative for them. Yeah. Up in Norman. And I guess it's the same thing with the Heisman, right? Like if Quinn Ewers goes out there and plays really well, then people are going to start talking about him more for the Heisman Trophy. If Dylan Gabriel plays really well on Saturday and Oklahoma wins, God forbid, then people are going to be like, oh, no, maybe this guy, like maybe these numbers aren't flukes. Like maybe he's actually really good. He's not just putting up these numbers because OU isn't playing anybody. Like, no, he just did that against one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, Maybe we need to be talking about Dylan Gabriel as a Heisman finalist this sure, year. Sure, yeah, and, and the difference between the two teams is the defense. That's that's when I when I when when we when we talk about Heisman finalists and, and players and how many games they can win. When I look at this game for Saturday, it's about the defense. Oklahoma does not have the t- type of defense that Texas has. They Texas can stymie this offense for a little bit. You know what I mean? They're going to score. They're not getting shut out this year. Oklahoma's not getting shut out. They're scoring. They're scoring probably two touchdowns and a couple field goals, but they're not getting shut out. Texas is not going to shut them out. That Dylan Gabriel is going to find somebody or he's going to run one in himself, but they won't get shut out. But this defense is the difference really in the game because their defense can't stop Texas from scoring 21 or 21 to 28 to 40 points. I mean, they can get that. You can, they can pick their number if they're doing things the right way. This Texas offense is doing things the right way. They can go from 28 points to 48 points uh, in this football game. But Oklahoma, Texas is not going to shut out Oklahoma this year. No, no. It's not going to be 49 to nothing. No. And it's not going to be anything to nothing, right? The like defenses are the difference to me in this game. I just – like, I, I think we I think we know how good Texas's defense is, right? Yes. Um, I kind of wish they had gone up against a starting quarterback in the last three weeks. And Dylan Gabriel is the best quarterback that Texas – has seen this season. And I think this Oklahoma offense is the best offense that Texas has seen this season. If Jalen Daniels played last week, those two statements would not be true. But yeah, like this Oklahoma offense with Dylan Gabriel and the receivers that they have on the outside is better than Jason Bean led Kansas offense that Texas saw last week. So this Texas defense is very good. I don't have much doubt about that, but they haven't seen a quarterback like this. And they also like what Oklahoma does differently and really any opponent Texas has played this year, OU plays fast. They play with tempo. Oh, yeah. And and Kansas, like, you, we, I think we learned last week, but we talked about it leading up to the KU game. Like, you look at Kansas's numbers, they score a lot of points, they put up a bunch of yards, and you're like, oh, they must play up tempo. They must try to snap it every 10 seconds. It's like, no, they don't They do not do that. They, they kind of slow things down a little bit. 
and they use up a lot of the play clock. They're just really efficient. They pick up a lot of chunk plays, and that's why they put up the stats that they do. Uh, Baylor, not super up-tempo. Alabama with Tommy Reese, not super up-tempo. Wyoming and Rice. Like, this is the – this is the most talented offense that I think Texas is going up against, but it's also the fastest group. So it's, it's a different yes. set of challenges that Oklahoma presents versus the first five opponents that Texas has played this year. So I'm confident in this Longhorn defense. I hope I'm not sounding like I'm not, but it's, it's just, there are so many different things that we'll see on Saturday. Well, one thing you won't see team. is 102 degrees on the field. That's different. I mean, yeah. That's, that's going to be different alone right there. So there the substitutions and the things that Texas does defensively, I don't think the speed of the game is going to hurt them. I think they're one of the most well-conditioned teams in America when it comes to conditioning. And so I don't think that tempo is going to bother them. What, what Oklahoma needs to understand is they better be making first downs if they go tempo. They better not be going three and outs, you know, because Dylan Gabriel has thrown the ball over the heads of guys and they can't run the ball. You know, they can't run the ball the length of Derek Jeter's little thing. You know what I mean? Because he's a figurine. His and he's little, got a little thing? thing so. They better be able to run it more than the length of his little thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. I actually have no idea no. what you're okay. saying. So the length of his whole body then, not his little thing, his whole his, body. Like his little thing in real life or his little thing on, on the figurine? The figurine thing. So the little – Little huh. thing on the figurine, yes. yeah. Like, that's like a couple of millimeters probably. Yeah, they got to be able to run the ball more than that. And yeah. if they don't and they continue to give the ball back to Texas – it could be a long day because of that speed at which they go. And they don't slow down, but they haven't been behind. You know what I'm saying? They haven't been behind to, hey, let's take a deep breath. Let's huddle up a little bit and go. They just go. That's just their offense. Nothing changes the speed of what they do, whether they're ahead or behind. You know, they were fast even in that Cincinnati game that was just about handed to them, but they still went fast, even when they were struggling at times a little bit. So yeah. I expect them to still go. But that's that can be a little bit of a disaster to you too if things aren't going the right way. Yeah, didn't Sark and Venables go head to head in a natty a few years ago? No, um, Alabama played Ohio State mm-hmm. the year they won the national championship in twenty twenty, I guess twenty twenty, and then the game was played in early twenty twenty one. Yeah, so. I like the fact that the, the heat won't be a factor in this where you where you you know you get caught with twelve guys on the field or you're out there with ten or nine because you didn't get your players in. That shouldn't be a factor this week. Right. And no, no football, yeah, and a, and a well-conditioned football team like we've seen from Texas right now, these guys who who don't tap out anyway can go that extra three or four plays because they're going fast. I like that about this football team. So I think the, the, the team that may begin you have some problems with it is Oklahoma themselves are going too fast in this I'm football try, game. I'm trying to figure out which side of the Oklahoma team is better. Like, statistically, both sides are great. I mean, they're top 10 in scoring offense and top 10 in scoring defense in the country. I think the offense is better. But, like, I look at the two toughest teams that they played against, and the offense struggled. Like, they're averaging close to 50 points a game because they put up 70-plus against Arkansas State, and they put up 60-plus against Tulsa. But the two half-decent teams that they've played, the Cincinnati game, they only scored 20. And then the SMU game, they got to 27, but a lot of that was late in the game when they pulled right. away. So, like, okay, how good is is this offense? And then defensively, I mean, they just they really haven't played anybody. Like, they're giving up 10.8 points per game this year. That's awesome. That's actually better than Texas. But I think last year, OU in the non-con, they only gave up 10 points per game. 
And then they started playing real offenses, and they just got picked apart week after week after week. I know yeah, we're in the conference play Start out coach them, run the ball down their throats, time of possession, work the clock. You've got a good running game. You can get first downs running the football. You don't have to throw incompleted passes. Or you can throw your short game at them, then go over the top every once in a while. Yeah. But time of possession, Texas can rule the time of possession, I believe. Yeah, I think you they know, can, With too. the run game. So yeah. you don't have to have – this doesn't have to be a fast game. It doesn't have to be get as many plays in as you can. Just get, get meaningful plays in when you're running the football against them and let the clock run. They don't get a chance to come off the sideline with, with Dylan Gabriel and that offense and that fast-moving offense. Let them sit and watch Jonathan – you know, Jonathan have a great game and, and, and C.J. Baxter. Let them run. Let them run clock and let them make first downs. And they don't get an opportunity to get that fast huddle crap going. Who's got the better quarterback in this game, Buck? I think Texas does. Okay. Well, in a moment, after we give some love to some of our sponsors, there is an Oklahoma radio guy, a former Oklahoma player, who had some things to say about Quinn Ewers before this game on Saturday. But before we get to that, how about some love, Buck, for AV Console? Hold on here. Here we go. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Kid, what time is it? Old man, it's back to sports time. The hockey and football seasons are upon us. And baseball is winding down to the best part. And what about basketball season? I'm 5'2". Who the hell cares about basketball? Yeah, we're talking about watching, not playing. And in that case, you've got everyone covered, right? That's right. Audiovisual Consultations has been providing awesome systems and service throughout Texas for over 30 years. Installing home entertainment systems and livening up restaurants with Incredible audio and video systems. We're talking multi-screen video walls. And home entertainment that puts you in the best seat in the stadium. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Hug your kids until they beg you to stop. Watch a game with your friends. And make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678 or visit us at avconsultations.com. Go Stars! Go Bruins! Kid. And also to our good friends, of course, at Austin Duck Adventures. You know, uh, Austin Duck Adventures, they are traveling each and every day. They've got daily tours from the Austin Visitor Center. Go to austinducks.com to find out more information. Ride, splash, quack. <coughs> Group rates available uh, each and every day. And private charters are also available to you. And, of course, Comanche Concrete, Mike Terry and the gang over there. Central Texas leader for an over 22,000 foundation slabs installed. And they're going from Austin to New Braunfels. And, of course, they're from Marble Falls to Bastrop. Give them a call today for a free quote, whether it's a sidewalk, you've got cracks in the sidewalk, cracks in the driveway. Call Mike Terry and Comanche Concrete at 512-297-2440. Give them a call today. And, of course, our good friends down at Hayes City Store, Travis Tindall and Tamara down there, best burgers around for <laughs> sure. Chicken fried steak, although – I haven't been down there to have a chicken fried steak because I either want fried chicken or steak. I don't want my chicken fried. I'm still a, I'm still there 30 years that, later in the state of Texas, okay? That's the worst take ever, dude. Why? Why is that a bad take? I don't want white gravy on my steak or my chicken. I know people do that. They, they like to dip chicken. You know, I don't touch chicken with my fingers anyway, but they like to dip that white gravy. You don't even eat chicken tenders? Yes, I do tenders. Okay, well, that's touching chicken with your hands. I don't touch them. I don't touch them. 
I either had a little piece of, uh, uh, that's right, I do a napkin and touch. I don't put chicken on my hand. You, you fork and knife the tendies? Dude, I'm a hand model. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a lettuce rancher hand model slash lettuce rancher. I don't like to get things on my fingers, and I don't like to get chickens. They don't feel right on my fingers, so Nobody's, don't do that. You and can't if even... I, want, I don't want my steak fried. I want a steak, okay? But I don't want chicken fried steak. I want either chicken or a steak. I don't want chicken fried steak. Dude, no. put your hands up on the screen again. I mean, you can't even bend half of your fingers. Ain't nobody hiring you to be a hand model. Come on, man. Come on, dude. I was in the college yearbook. I was a hand model. Yeah, when was that? Like 1946? <laughs> no. I was in 73, man. God. Good Lord. Yeah, but you love you love the food down here, don't you? Oh, it's the best. I just it's it's awesome, man. Yeah. And yeah. thanks for becoming travel, and you can become travel partners with us also. Yep. We've got a number of folks that are say hello to folks out there. Big hat. What's up there, big hat? Come on now. Yes, indeed. It's canned cocktails. Yes, indeed. They don't mess around with those. Those things are good. And non-alcoholic cocktails too for the buck. How about that? And alcoholic cocktails for, for the you. BK. Yep, for you for BK. Need me those now filled with alcohol for BK. Absolutely, yeah. And also shout out to uh, our friends at Seven Eleven. Our guy Ashish, who owns and operates a few different Seven Elevens here in the Austin area. 7-Eleven. They've got everything you need to fuel up for game day. The snacks, the hot drinks, the cold drinks, the gas for your car. They've got everything. Of course, you know them. They're 7-Eleven. They're all over the state. Go support them, but also download that 7-Eleven app so you can cash in on the 7 Rewards program as well. They're going to hook you up with some free stuff and some great discounts. Got to get my hard copy today. Thursday hard copy before the game here. There you go. Yeah, and if uh, you're reading the newspaper, which I know you're not, so I don't know why I said that, <laughs> they've got those for you at 7-Eleven as well. And also some love to our friends at CentexTickets.com. If you're oh, still yeah. trying to get up there this weekend, they've got tickets on site right now for Texas and OU. Just head to the website, CentexTickets.com. Or, hey, if you're trying to go to ACL here in Austin this weekend. Oh, yeah. Those tickets at CentexTickets.com. Sporting events. Concerts, festivals, Broadway shows, it doesn't matter. They've got them all right there. Formula One, yeah, baby. F1, out at Coda, of course, in a couple of weeks. They got those two, all 100% guaranteed, all right there online at sintextickets.com. Yeah, you'll be there for the Killers and Queen. We are the champions. Got to do that. Got to gotta be there for their out at Coda, Circuit of the Americas. And thanks to them for being our text line sponsor. Just love the folks out of there. And we're, you know, NASCAR coming in 2024. Look for us to be doing a show or two out there right from the grandstands down there at the finish line of Circuit of the Americas. We're going to be at all of these events. We're going to be on the track. If we have to. During the race. Well, you better you better hope Tony Stewart's not driving that day. <laughs> He'll oh accidentally run into us. Come on, Stewart. I I, I mean, that is, that is quite the place. That is quite the venue. And, boy, I, I for concerts and everything that they're having out there and to bring – NASCAR back. I know Rodney is excited about that, but I'm excited too because MotoGP will be out there too. That's right. See them girls on them hogs. Heck yeah. Them leathers. Yeehaw. Oh, you're into the motorcycles, huh? You're into the biker oh, yeah. chicks. Yeah, man. Come you on. You hanging man. out at the Twin Peaks in Waco? What are you doing? <laughs> biker chicks. Yes, sir. In the leathers. Black leather. There you go. 
All right. Hey, I teased it a moment ago. Let's hear from Teddy Lehman. Yes, that Teddy Lehman. All-American at Oklahoma. Yep. And he uh, hosts a radio show up in Norman. He also does a podcast with Gabe Eichert, former OU offensive lineman, who was actually a guest on Chip and Zay. He also uh, works for a Dairy Queen part-time, I guarantee you. Gabe Eichert? No, Teddy Lehman. <laughs> oh, you think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'll ask him. I'll ask him at some point. But here's uh, Teddy Lehman on his podcast with Gabe Eichert talking a little bit about Quinn Ewers and the quarterbacks going into this game on Saturday. I I just I, – I feel like almost anyone can do the stuff that he's done. And I try not to be biased whenever I watch it. And I try to, to just look at this thing objectively – and and take what I see, but I think he's average. I think the offense creates a bunch of really good opportunities for him, and he's he's good at those, but I don't think he has elite arm talent. I don't think he has elite athleticism. I think he – and it's evident to me – where do you get exposed as a quarterback? You get exposed in the red zone. When you get to the red zone, everything becomes tighter. Everything's more condensed. The guys don't look as open. And the quarterback has to be way more accurate and way quicker with his reads. So that was Teddy Lehman. That was Coach Lehman, folks, right there. Good job there, Coach. Speaking of that that bag of shit on your desk that you can push off and it goes thump, that whole talk right there was just like that bag of shit. I, I felt like I needed Billy Madison to, to, to today, Junior. <laughs> God, get it out here, Teddy. Goodness on, gracious. Man. You got five-second pauses between every word there. Wow. Oh, that text, our text line is about to get lit up, I guarantee, after listening to that dude. Yeah. Really? Boy, there's some bulletin Coach board Coach Lehman at his best. Really? Hey, if you're Quinn Ewers, you're, you should be listening to that over these next couple of days. If you're the Texas coaching staff, you should be playing that for Quinn Ewers. Did that dude not watch the days. game last year? Did he not see 49 to nothing? Was there something about it, that game, that he missed? Was he too drunk underneath the stands at the Cotton Bowl? Or was he selling corny dogs out there at the fairgrounds? Did he have to work that day? I mean, he was, really. He was too busy guessing uh, someone's weight. Yes. At yes. The, uh, the fairgrounds, that carny. Oh, my yeah. God. The mustache, yeah. the, the bearded woman. He was at that 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 scene. What in the hell was that about? I know, dude. Well, I guess he didn't see the game because he was probably gone midway through the second quarter like most the rest of the fans. Students. Yeah, last yes. year. So maybe uh, Teddy Lehman missed a lot of what Quinn Ewers did to his beloved Oklahoma Sooners in this game, in this spot a season ago. So I'm here to tell you right now, uh, watching Texas football over the course of my lifetime, and namely over these last 12 years, uh, not every quarterback can do what Quinn Ewers is doing, okay? No. David Ash, Case McCoy, Tyrone Swoops, Gerard Hurd, hell, maybe even Sam Ellinger to an extent, as much as we loved him. Like, those, those guys can't do what Quinn Ewers can do. So don't just sit here and say that every quarterback – out there can do what Ewers has done this year. Like average, I, I've average. Seen, I've seen a bunch of other quarterbacks against Nick Saban defenses over the year. And oh, by the way, Alabama's defense is still elite. It's one of the best in the country. Their offense has some issues. We know that. This is not a national championship Alabama team, but that defense has made every other quarterback this year 
look very pedestrian. Uh, there ain't just every other quarterback in the nation that can do what Quinn Ewers did in that game in Tuscaloosa. Give me a. Or he doesn't want to break. be biased because he doesn't look at it. I'm not. I'm trying not to be biased. He's yeah, he's like, literally what? wearing an OU shirt when he's doing this podcast, saying, "I try not to be biased." While he's <laughs> dunking on the quarterback of OU's biggest rival, like, how do you say that? Like, I'm biased. I will say that I'm biased when I dunk on Oklahoma. Of course, I grew up a Longhorn fan. I went to Texas and graduated from Texas. I'm biased. You coach there. You're biased. We're biased. That's okay. You can yes. be biased when you're talking about this game. You should be biased in a rivalry game, rooting for your side. And the last time you and- saw that game, it was 49 to nothing. Don't sit here and say that you're unbiased and then spew a bunch of bullshit talking bad about the other team. Like, no, that is very biased, dude, and it's wrong also. <laughs> oh, my God. That was God. amazing. Like, I mean, it's like he didn't even see the game last year. He's not watched this kid, and he's not watched him play this year. No. He's not watching him get better as the season goes on. I don't, I don't know what he's seeing, Coach. I, Coach Lambin, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. Maybe one too many hits. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> CTE started, coming up, huh? Starting to take effect on him. Hey, I mean, I'm, tell, really? I'm telling you, Teddy Lehman, the tight end that you started at quarterback last year in this game. Yeah, oh. I don't think he could do what Quinn Ewers is doing this year, dude. No. I mean, my gosh. And look, the, people are talking about this guy's a first round draft pick, not Texas fans. Like Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay and sure. Jeremiah and Lance Zerline. Like those dudes are saying Quinn Ewers might be a first-round pick. So I think the arm talent is pretty good. Does he have elite athleticism? No, I don't think so. But he's got really, really good arm talent, and he's a really, really good quarterback. And, yeah, everybody in the country can't do what Quinn With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yours does week in and week out. Give me a break. Wow. Yep. That's as good as drinking from the fire hose. That's even yeah. better. Oh, maybe I mean, maybe we should be talking as slow as Teddy Lehman when we're talking about this stuff. Sorry wow. about that, Teddy. Yeah, that's just like wow. So look, one he's thing gonna lose his, he's going to lose his job at the fairgrounds if he keeps talking like that. Going back no. back to back to Dairy Queen and, and uh, Norman. Now the slow, the slower you talk, the more promotions you get. I think when you're a carny, oh, yeah. Now they want lower IQ folk uh, out there. So Teddy Lehman did say something that that is interesting. I mean, he thinks Oklahoma has the quarterback edge in this game on Saturday, and that that's an argument I would listen to. Like I I would pick Quinn Ewers over Dylan Gabriel on Saturday, uh, but like Dylan Gabriel's very good, and it's weird. Like Oklahoma fans don't really love Dylan Gabriel. They've been so spoiled at quarterback over the last few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, with Baker and then Kyler and then Jalen Hurts. OU fans hated Jalen Hurts. And that guy finished runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Like, they they wanted that dude gone. They didn't think he was good enough. And we're just like, oh, yeah, we would have taken Jalen Hurts around here, please. Uh, can we get a Heisman finalist at quarterback? We'll, we'll take that in a down year. They've been so spoiled at quarterback, like, they even hate Dylan Gabriel. But I think he's a pretty good quarterback, man. There are questions about Oklahoma. I don't think Dylan Gabriel really is one of them. 
I, I expect that guy to make some plays. And if you give him time and you give those receivers time, yes. then they're going to pick you apart and they're going to put some points up on the board. Yeah, the difference, once again, uh, b- between the teams is the defense. Oklahoma can't stop Texas, but Texas can't stop Oklahoma's offense with this defense. They really, really can't because their ability to run the ball without the quarterback run, they have a problem. And now Texas has added the quarterback run. That's the thing for Oklahoma. Their coaches are, are going to spend some time going, damn, if we go man to man, that that dude is going to take the ball and run because now he thinks he's Gale Sayers back there, you know, not just as a quarterback, but he understands I can run and make some yards. If they totally turn their back to me, I'm going. I'm going. I'm not going to stay in this pocket. I don't have to be a pocket passer. I can do that. But if you turn your back to me and you give me an, and I need eight yards for a first down, I'm going to run. And the court and the coaches are going, damn, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do that. So we can't totally turn our backs on, on Quinn yours. He will run for first downs and that will suck for them. When that guy picks up a first down with his legs, they're going to hate the fact that they're doing that kind of thing. And yeah. the thing about it, they know what he can do with his arm, but they, they haven't even thought about, you know, until the last couple of games that, this dude actually is becoming an all-around football player, all-around quarterback that understands the game of football, that, hey, it's only five yards to keep another drive going. See ya. I'm going. Instead of throwing possibly an incompletion or, or, a, or interception, guess what I'm going to do? Because you guys are running down the field. I'm going to take that five or eight yards, and I'm going to start all over again. And maybe in the next couple of downs, I'm just going to handle this ball off to Jonathan Brooks. I mean, they're in a little bit of a dilemma in Norman about this quarterback that that Teddy Langman just thinks that's average because it's not all about the throwing anymore. He's yeah. not, he's added a dimension. No, he's not Barry Sanders. I got that. He's, he's not Lamar Jackson. We understand that, but he, in his mindset right now, BK, the fact that he will take off and run with the football gives them something else to worry about at nights for this defensive staff. Yeah. That adds to the versatility of this Texas offense, right? So Which think about been- that coach Lehman. Think, <laughs> think about that as you're, as you're pondering that next, uh, Frappuccino or whatever big gulp or whatever you're doing at your other job. So think about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Look, Teddy Lehman was a hell of a player and I've met him a yeah, couple he of times. He's, he's a good dude. Someone's like, show him some respect. Now, if you say something stupid, I'm, I'm not respecting the take. <laughs> like if you do something or say something stupid, I don't care how good of a football player you are. Uh, I'm not showing you respect for that. Ray Lewis is one of my favorite football players of all time. He also murdered somebody, so I, I don't I don't respect him for that. That's probably not a comparison that makes any sense here, but whatever. Uh, it was dumb, and yeah, you, you're right. Like Quinn Ewers has added that element to his game now. Dylan yeah. Gabriel's faster. Uh, oh, oh no, he's he's a much more polished runner for sure. That's something Texas has to worry about too. And Texas has done a good job. Oh, of, no doubt of, of containing the quarterback run game. Like oh my god, it just feels like year after year after year doing radio in this city. We were just talking about how a Texas defense couldn't contain a dual threat quarterback. And now they got to figure it out. Like they did a great job against Jalen Milrow in week two. And then even though it wasn't Jalen Daniels last week, like Jason Bean can run. He's not yes. as good as Jalen Daniels. If anyone tries to argue that they're crazy, but Jason Bean actually can run a little bit. And Texas did a good job containing him as well. So and this kid can run with the ball. He has, yeah. he's, he's, he's pretty athletic and he has a certain toughness about him. As I said, that, He's not thinking about running out of bounds. If he needs to get two or three more yards, he's going to lower his shoulder and do that, and you must punish him for doing that. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Brent Venables, the head coach at Oklahoma. He was actually asked during his game week press conference about Dylan Gabriel running more this season because that has been a pretty significant part 
of this Oklahoma offense to this point. Here's Gabriel's head coach talking about his legs. Most good offenses that you see out there today have some element of that. A year ago, you know, we we weren't uh, we didn't have much depth uh, at all at quarterback. We're a little better there now, and uh, uh, and so uh, I think every uh, team that had issues maybe with uh, the depth at quarterback would stay away from it as much as possible. And uh, as you get a little more, it's uh, just to have it as an element, uh, you know, when you need it and you feel like it can uh, put you in uh, a good position to be successful, you know, more than willing uh, to, to do it. Um, defenses will be the first one to tell you, you know, that design quarterback run with somebody that can also throw the ball is it's a, a tough challenge. And, uh, you know, he's uh, got good enough instincts to, to be, uh, you know, to, to hurt you that way. And again, he's he's done a nice job, you know, using his legs to improvise, and he does a good job of keeping his eyes down the field uh, as well to, you know, uh, throw guys open. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's all short for saying we can't run the ball with our running backs. <laughs> we aren't we aren't very potent when it's when the run game comes. So our quarterback is a part of our run game and has been a part of our run game this season. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's got to be better than it was last year, and you've got depth. No, you've got more designed quarterback runs in your arsenal right now because you don't have a running back. You guys always find a run. You don't have one now. So he's got to become a part of your arsenal when it comes to, to moving the ball on the ground. Yep. I mean, D- Dylan Gabriel has more rushing touchdowns than any Oklahoma running back this season. Now, funny enough, Quinn Ewers and Jonathan Brooks are tied sure. with five rushing touchdowns apiece. So Quinn it's Ewers not like the- Texas couldn't have given the ball to Jonathan Brooks at the two-yard line when Quinn Ewers has gotten in the, in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, look, Jonathan Brooks is third in the country in rushing. Like, Texas has the better running back, and they've got the better run game. And that's that's the one sort of statistical weakness that Oklahoma has through these five games this year. They just haven't been able to consistently run the football. Right. And it's weird. Like, Trey and I talked to Tyler McComas yesterday, who does uh, sports radio up in Norman, and it's like they're rotating running back still. Like, And it's game by game. There will be a running back who has, like, 15 carries in one game, and then the next week he won't play at all. So yeah. It's like Oklahoma still, and we're basically at the midway point of the season, right? This is game six of 12 for both teams coming up. They still don't really know who their best running back is because no guy has been that great. So I think we'll see Marcus Major. I think we'll see Tawi Walker. Uh, but they've got Javante Barnes and Gavin Salchuk, and those were the two guys that my OU fan buddies were raving about this offseason, and they haven't been that good. Like Oklahoma is 75th in the country in terms of yards per carry. They're averaging four yards a clip. And that is going up against defenses a hell of a lot worse than Texas. So like Oklahoma, Jeff Levy, their offensive coordinator, he's got to be creative to find ways to run. And it may not not be traditional run. It might be the screen game. It might be jet sweeps. They've got to find a way to run the football because if if they're as bad running the football as they have been, then Texas has a chance not only to win, but to win this game pretty handily. Yeah, in this game, they've they've been able to, with the exception of last year, find ways to run this counter play that they run. You know, they've always had that H-back slash fullback. It's always been your lead, their lead blocker that's gotten things done in the, in the counter run. And, and when they get to something and they feel confident about it, they run it more than once. They've, they've run it over and over and over again. I just haven't seen that consistency from this offense in the rushing game, BK, where I see a run that they really, you know, they hang their hat on. I haven't seen it this year from that offense. Yeah. Their, their quarterback scramble has been there, or their quarterback called run has been what they've done really successful. 
And he's a guy that doesn't slide. He's a roughneck. He wants to show you how tough he is. As I said, if you tackle him just by his legs and you make a regular tackle on you trip him up, he comes up jawing about how good he is. So when he does run, Catalan and the rest of these guys in the secondary or the linebackers, you know, or, or the freshman linebacker, they've got to make him pay for his runs. They got to jam his face into the turf, jam his, his shoulders and his body and make his body pay for being that runner. He's going to be their runner on Saturday. Sure. They're, not, they're not running against Texas defense. He's going to be the main runner, whether it's drop back pass or he just says, I'm taking off and going with the ball. And when he does that, dude, he doesn't slide. So when he doesn't slide, if he wants to hurdle over guys, I mean, slap his dick in the dirt. I mean, that I mean that just has to happen to him. He can't be a, he can't be a freelance runner and run down the field for 25 yards and then, you know, you make a tackle and he jumps up and jumps in your face. He has to pay for every run that he gets. Every inch that he gets, he has to pay for in this game. Slap his dick in the dirt. Yes, he has to pay for that. I mean, he can't he can't be that guy who all of a sudden becomes the big hero because of the run game. He can't be their run game. They have to still try to run the running back, which they're not going anywhere. So part of their deal is to run him, Teddy Lehman. So if you talk about the depth of your quarterback, you better have another one available running against this Texas defense if you're the quarterback thinking you're a running back. Yeah, I think uh, a key – for Texas in containing the Dylan Gabriel run game is collapsing the pocket. Like sure. D- Dylan Gabriel is a better runner when he has clean pockets and he can clearly see that there's green grass in front of them. Right. He's not the best at negotiating chaos to where like if the pocket breaks down, he's able to figure things out and he knows exactly. He's a quarterback. Yes. Well, Cause, You're right. cause, cause he's 5'10. Like that, yeah. that's the issue. Like, most quarterbacks do better from clean pockets, of course, but Dylan Gabriel's not big enough to see over anybody. So he needs throwing windows, and Texas needs to have discipline in their rushing lanes. They got to narrow Dylan Gabriel's field of vision and hope that he just doesn't sure. find those rushing lanes. Like they've got to be smart and disciplined and not let Gabriel just step up in the pocket and find those lanes to run in. Texas has to be disciplined up front. They did a great job of that, keeping contained against Jalen Milrow. They've got to have that similar mindset and game plan to make sure that Dylan Gabriel is not able to just take off and run whenever he wants. Yeah, I'm, I'm more I'm more concerned about him being the runner and not using a spy on him and dropping in coverage and giving him time to find guys as he moves around. I mean, he's pretty nifty. He's a nifty runner. Yeah. He's, not, he's not a slouch when it comes to running. He's not a sluggo. He's pretty nifty on his feet. And he'll he'll run to throw the ball also if you give him open open spots, you know, as he's starting to head towards the line of scrimmage. He'll still throw that ball. But as I said – once he gets to the point of he wants to try to be a running back at the end of runs, you've got to slap him down. Yeah. I mean, he's got to hit the he's got to hit that ground like that bag of shit. I mean, he has to go down hard. You got to make him pay because that's going to be their running game. He is going to be their primary runner unless they find something. Once again, when Oklahoma finds something in the run game and you let them break perimeter, which Texas has done in the past, and that's why Sorrell and those guys, those guys have to have containment on whether it's the running back or Gabriel. They can't let them break perimeter. They like to do that. Force that guy to the middle where a bunch of people are, where he can get pounded in the end. Okay, he makes an eight-yard run. Okay, good. Here's how you're going to pay for it. You're going to come up limping on the next play. You know, yeah. I mean, you and, and you got to do it over and over because he's going to run it over and over again. They're, I just don't think they're, in my mind, I don't think they'll have the success with a true running back and trying to run the football. 
He's going to be their primary runner, whether he escapes or not on a pass, he's going to be that guy because yeah. he's going to tell the coaches, I can handle this. I'm sure. the tough guy. I'm a tough guy. I can handle this. Let me go ahead and run with it, coach. Well, you know? this, this is his first and last Texas OU. So Dylan Gabriel is going to be amped up and ready to go. He missed this game last year. He had to watch his teammates get their asses kicked right. 49 to nothing. So uh, he, he's ready for this, man. And yeah, he's he's a competitor. He's a tough kid. And I know you're not advocating for cheap shots or anything no. like that. But yeah, I'm just, he, I'm just saying make him pay. <laughs> Hit him hard. I mean, Jalen Ford, if he gets a shot on him, where he's about to run up and, and then make a cut on somebody and he cuts into this guy, that hit has to be – it doesn't have to be fatal, but it damned, it needs to be damned close to it when he hits him. Because, Wrong. I mean, you got to be – Jalen. Jalen huh? Catalan. Jalen oh, Catalan. Yeah. Oh, guy. yeah. Yeah, he's got those exposed ribs and that hip and everything else when he thinks – you know, when he starts thinking he's Emmett Smith running up in there at five foot – like you said, five foot ten, you got to make him pay for his runs. You know, running backs are used to getting hit like that. He's still a quarterback, I presume there, Teddy Lehman, you know, <laughs> and maybe more than an average quarterback, but yeah. uh, you got to make him pay for it. And once again, the Sooners and their defense, their staff is going to have to go, that damn Quinn yours, he's going to, Quinn yours is going to run with the football if we give him a chance to run for six or seven yards for first downs. Well, hell yeah, he's going to run for it. He's got that kind of confidence now over the last couple of weeks. Mentally, he's an, an, an athletic enough quarterback that understands keeping the chains moving. Right. And I'd rather go ahead and run it for six than maybe throw an incompleted pass, you know? It's kind of cool that we're talking about the Quinn Ewers run game as much as we are. Well, like it, I, I did not just, expect that to be no. a topic of conversation at all this year because we didn't see much of it last year. But over these last few weeks, I mean, Quinn has been taking off and going. And like he's he's not the most fleet of foot guy out there, but he is a smart enough runner to where right. he can make you pay if you turn your back to him. Yeah, I mean, but and there hasn't been many occasions lately – that when he's taken off, it's not a first down or a touchdown. He gets to the first down markers. He gets to the end zone. It's not, I mean, and for some people would say, you know what, it's nice the fact that he's a threat in that way, even if he doesn't get a first down. But this dude hasn't been just a threat. He's made you pay for turning your back on him, you know? Sure, absolutely. A text on the CODA text line, 512-222-9328. Somebody asked, is Gabriel a better quarterback than Milrow? Yeah, I think so. Yes, uh, yes, he is. I, I yeah, he, he's yeah, he's a more established and he and he's he's a more accurate thrower than Milrow for sure. For and sure. he can run. So, so don't underestimate the fact that, like I said, he can make you miss. He's got enough athletic ability on some one-on-ones to make a second guy, a secondary guy who doesn't break down the right way miss. He's a pretty good athlete. Sure. He's no Kyler Murray, he's no Jalen no. Hurts, but he can uh he can scoot a little bit. And then a comment he can, here, you, you can guys make him bring, hurt. You guys bring it every day, keep doing great work. Hook him. Thank you for the Thank love. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but you just got to make you got to make a a quarterback slash runner pay instead of a runner slash quarterback. He's a passer. This guy wants to be in the pocket, even at five foot ten. He wants to be in the pocket. He wants to throw down to his receivers. But BK, and once again, folks, as, as he becomes a runner in this game on Saturday, punish him. This is the echo of the whistle. This is very close to what you have to do to win the game. And 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 you know what helps win the game? If that guy's sitting on the sideline worrying about his ankle or his hip or whatever. Mm. And it, it could all be legal. It doesn't have, there's no dirty shots involved in it, but he is not a running back. He's just a guy who likes to run the ball and then jump up and show you and get in your face to let you know that he's a competitor. Yeah. So make him a competitor, make him pay for being a competitor. Sure. All right. Let's uh, give some love to some of our great sponsors. How about Texas orthopedics buck? 
Love those folks. Now, if you've got a problem, hips, shoulders, ankles, elbows, uh, Dylan, Gabriel. Now, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at a Texas Orthopedic. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for adults and children. Spinal care, sports medicine, rheumatology. How about this joint replacement? And even more. Dr. Christopher Danny and Christopher Stockton, they are dedicated orthopedic surgeons there. And their goal is to get you back in good health and great quality of life. Visit them at TXOrtho.com. Texas Orthopedics is one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in the state of Texas. For more information, once again, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Seth. Yeah, like this video if you haven't yet. We've got a bunch of you in here watching this morning. If you haven't given us the thumbs up, please do so. That helps our channel continue to grow. Shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. Hey, it's getting a little chilly. This weekend? Yeah, I got to check. Get ready for the. Got to get ready for winter. December, yeah. December twenty first. Is that that's is what, that what it was? That was the starts. That's when it allegedly starts for BK. Once again, I'll let you know when winter comes, and then I may not have it come on the twenty first, or I may not feel it on the twenty first. I may feel it on the twenty second, or maybe even the twentieth of December. Don't let BK get you down to one day, okay? I'm willing I'll to let bet you know. I'm willing to bet a lot of money. I mean, we're talking 1,000 unit, maybe 100,000 unit gold star lock of the year. But that will that, be the, the winner, the start of winter. That winter's going to start on December 21st this year. I just, I just got a hunch. But hey, Woods Comfort Systems, uh, obviously they handle AC maintenance, repair, and installation, but heater repair and service you need to make sure that your heater is good to go as we get closer to these uh, cooler months here in Central Texas. you got to call our friends at Woods Comfort Systems. They've been around for 60 years. That's right, 6-0 of providing top-quality plumbing and HVAC services. Yeah, they do plumbing as well. Our friends at Woods Comfort Systems are dedicated to keeping you and your family comfortable in every season. Just check them out online, woodscomfortsystems.com. Look at all of the great work that they can do for your home or place of business, and then give them a call, 512-842-5066. That's 512-842-5066. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on Texas Sports Unfiltered, Woods Comfort Systems, where comfort is our middle name. And our good friend over at uh, Top Gun, Brandon Mars, this is, you know, this rain has come. Some of you may need to pump out some of the water that may be on your property somewhere. If you don't have that that good foundation, believe me, you don't want that stuff, that water up against your foundation. They have it all. They've met everything. It doesn't matter. If you need to get pump water that's that's over flooded somewhere they've got that they've got the tillers they've got the bobcats they got everything that you need chainsaws pole saws uh, they've got it brandon mars has all that available for you and now that we've got the rains buck will let you know here when it's time to start that gardening it's time to get that lettuce going almost time this temperature is in the 70s and the 80s you're gonna love it bk's got his hoodie hopefully bringing it up to dallas because of the temperatures that we're gonna have up there in the metroplex area but our good friends over at uh, Top Gun, they've got everything that you need to rent and to buy, as a matter of fact. Brandon Mars has two locations in Austin, up north and south. How about that? Are they still on Congress? Are they still on, on, on South and South Congress? I believe they are. South First. South First Street, yes. Yep. That's the spot. Love Brandon Mars. Love, Absolutely. love what they have. Love their products. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to start calling you Greg Williams. Godbolt for the rest 
of the week because you're trying to put a bounty on Dylan Gabriel. It just, sounds like just trying to play some football here. Just hey. trying to just trying to do things that coaches should be doing, should be thinking about. Can't have a you can't have a freelance guy thinking he's Michael Vick out there running all over the place, having fun, you know, killing dogs. I mean, come on. I mean, really. <laughs> you think Dylan Gabriel's got a dog fighting ring on the I'm side? Saying, we can't just have guys running around thinking they're just having a good old time. No, that guy, if he takes off, he must pay. Yeah, Jalen Ford must make that dude pay for his runs. Absolutely, man. I, I'm looking forward to that game because I like Dylan Gabriel. I like the way he plays the game. I mean, I like his attitude. I like – I mean, even when he comes up, John, on a regular, oh, you got me by the ankles, you're never going to get me – you're not going to get me next time. I, I don't mind that from – I don't mind that from that kid. But you got to throw one back at him every once in a while, like look over him and say, how you like that hit? How'd that feel there, QB? You sound QB like one. You sound like Drago in Rocky Four. If he dies, he dies. What am I supposed to do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. I got to show this again. Uh, it's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going. And so that guy is coaching on Saturday. A guy <laughs> with a hose in his mouth, you know, just blowing and going. Really? Uh, Hey, Teddy, you ought to have that on your podcast right there. That's what you needed to have, that dude. Uh, Never forget uh, that. Hey, this game's on Saturday, of course, and we'll get back into Texas OU. There is an NFL game tonight, and we're not going to spend much time talking about it because it's not really worth talking about. It's the 0-4 Chicago Bears making their way making their way to our nation's capital to take on the two and two Washington commanders, the commies six point favorites at home. Uh, can the bears get a win tonight? Are you even watching this game tonight? Is anybody watching this game tonight? Well, I will be at the hotel tonight. So I got to do something before all our big events start happening, you know, on Friday morning and stuff. So I'll sit back and watch because the bears still suck. They oh. do. Hold on. How many times must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a him. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still the bear suck. Still the Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the Bears still suck. They really do suck. You know, that's <laughs> great players. Walter Payton, you know, I mean, really? Yeah. Gail Sayers, I mean, my greatest football player of all time played for them. Gail Sayers played for that group. I mean, they suck now. And they're going to be in, in line looking for another quarterback. It's almost time to give up on this kid. It, it's it's going to happen. They, they, they need to have this win. They got to win this game tonight over the commanders and chiefs. I mean, they do, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, at this point, I wonder if it's better for the bears to start losing games, right? Like I guess in the bears, perfect world, 
Justin Fields turns it on over these last 13 games and he looks like a franchise quarterback to where it's like, okay, now we can keep this guy and we can feel good about keeping this guy. But they all have to go. Yeah, no, they gotta they gotta start over, man. I mean, Matt Eberflus looks in over his head. He made a couple of awful decisions for the Bears against the Broncos last week. And yeah, he's just doesn't have any idea what he's doing. And then Justin Fields is uh, just not consistent enough, man, especially as a thrower. So uh, it might be in the Bears' best interest to start losing games and tank for Caleb a little bit because right now they've got a shot. All right now they're in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. The, uh, first overall pick in the draft. And, look, there are some other good quarterbacks coming out of college this year. And this is expected to be a pretty good QB draft class. But, uh, yeah, right now, actually, Chicago has the first two picks in the draft at the season ended today because they've got Carolina's pick from the That's Bryce right. Young trade. So those are the two 0-4 teams at Chicago and Carolina. So it might be in the Bears' best interest to lose. They could take Caleb Williams and then Marvin Harrison Jr. right there, 1-2, and two, and that that oh, might yeah. change their fortunes a little bit. But I don't know, man. Yeah, if the Bears can't beat the commies tonight, I don't, I don't really know who, who they can beat. You know, BK, you know, when we're talking about the Heisman watch, there's a name that that didn't come up, and, and I don't know where Vegas is. What about the kid from North Carolina at quarterback? Is he just – Fall into the wayside, uh, Drake May. I mean, I mean, they're still. I mean, they're winning, aren't they? I mean, is he not putting up numbers? Drake May's not even in the top five quarterbacks now. Mm, I mean, I, I still think in terms of NFL draft boards, he's number two behind still? Okay. Caleb Williams. Yeah, but his numbers this year aren't that great. Five touchdowns to four interceptions this Come season. Come on, Matt Brown. His completion percentage is pretty high. I'll be honest; I haven't watched a ton of Drake May or UNC this year, so. Uh, they beat South Carolina in week one. I remember watching that game, and Drake May played pretty well, and he was better than Spencer Rattler in that one. Feels like everybody's better than Spencer Rattler these days. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Drake May's nowhere close to the Heisman conversation, wow. if that's what you're asking about. I mean, he and, and Caleb Williams, that was like 1-2, like 1-1-A one one almost for a while there, just yeah. going into the season. There's it's not like North Carolina has been losing. They've been winning. Yeah, it's a pretty distinct gap right now. I mean, Caleb Williams is the clear QB1. Yeah, North Carolina's 4-0. They're number 14 in the country, and they're playing the uh, journalist of Syracuse this weekend. Yeah, forget about that one. That's my gold star lock right now. I'll tell you on Thursday. That's, you know, I told you earlier about a 5,000-unit play. That is my 5,000-unit play this week. They will put the hammer to Syracuse. Yes, and Syracuse, yeah, Syracuse played a real team last week, so... The line you saw what happened to them, huh? The, the line is eight and a half. North Carolina Fine, is at home, and they are eight and a half point favorites against the Orange Journalist of Syracuse. Win by ten. Win by ten. Well, you, Go ahead, why kids. You, why do you hate Mac Brown so much, man? What? Why are you I like doing that. this to him. You're putting, putting the hex on him. No, I'm not. Yeah, you I'm are. Not I I just don't like Syracuse that much. You're down six thousand units right no, now. No, no, back that you up. Remember, I did win a thousand. Huh? I'm back to five, aren't I? No, because then you lost it again. Okay, well, I'm giving you five right here. I'm telling you this. If your kid was thinking about going to, I don't know, Harvard, Yale, think about ACC instead, all right? So, you know, but I'm going to give you a five. That's my 5,000-unit play on a Thursday. On a Thursday. That's Lock that down. Mac Brown will take care of the orange pretty well. You know, they, they haven't been the same since they changed that mascot. They went to the orange. 
I mean, instead they had a little orange man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Running around there at the dome. I used to tackle that thing when I was at Boston College. Now they've got this thing that looks like a citrus deal walking around, like a, a loofah. It looks like a little loofah thing. I mean, really. They got rid of the orange? They got rid of the orange men. Remember, they used to be the orange men? Yeah. Sort of like the the tribe and the Indians and all that stuff. And the <laughs> well, that was offensive. Someone got bothered by that. Somebody got bothered by the loofah. What Tropicana got upset that they were being oh, called the orange man. Absolutely. So they turned it into a little loofah running around with a little blue cop, a little, little turtleneck around it. Oh, really? Man. They're done. Taking Carolina. Stone Cold Lock, Lee Sterling. There you wow. go. Sorry about that, UNC. And congratulations to the Syracuse Orange and head coach Dino, Dino Babers yes. for a free win thanks to the Buck. No, man. I'm locking that baby down. That's going to be in all my parlays, too. They're going to be a part of the parlays, my 16 parlay this week. All this, That's all right. This, all this talk about Orange. Every time I hear Orange, and I know this isn't the Syracuse Orange, but it is an Orange mascot, I can't help but think but this pic, uh, of this picture of Mark Mangino. <laughs> is that when they played in the Orange Bowl when he's at Kansas? Yeah, it's when they beat Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl back in 2008. And that orange looks terrified that Mangino is about to eat it whole. <laughs> it's about to take a bite out of it? Yeah. It's just oh, so that perfect. is so Eyes so of the wrong. costume, the fact that it's turned that way. I mean, thank the, goodness the this show is not about fat shaming. You know, no, no, we, we don't, don't do that. Shame. Not I mean, at all. It, it, this should have told us, like, man, Gino got fired from Kansas for trying to eat his players. So we should have known based on this picture when he was about to eat this poor kid in this orange mascot. On scholarship, suit. the kid's on scholarship there. Yeah, yeah, that guy was uh, about to be eaten. That's that poor. terrified look. He knows he's in trouble. Wow. Yeah, that, that will always be good. Drake May. Drake May will have a field day. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm now betting on Syracuse, so thank you for wow. the lock of the week. Thanks for that alarming lock, huh? I appreciate that. You taking the Bears tonight? You taking the Commies tonight? I will take the Commandos tonight for sure. Okay. I right. can't take the Bears. They're like a year and a half since a win. I mean, it's a long time since they had a win. They got a pretty nasty streak going on right now. Yeah, the Bears, I don't think, have won a game since, like, last October, dude. And like, I have no clue. What, what happened to the kid, uh, Claypool? Is he off the team or on the team? Why did they tell him to go home? Are there some personal problems going on that are, hey, Buck, they're personal. That's why you don't know about it. Yeah. What's going on? Is there something in the locker room with that guy? That guy sucks is what it is. <laughs> that, was, that was a horrible trade. I mean, the Steelers really fleeced the Bears there. They got a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Like – it's not like he was great with the Steelers and then no. just has been awful with the Bears. Like he was struggling with Pittsburgh and then somehow, some way, the Bears were dumb enough. Well, they're the Bears. That's that's how they did this. Uh, that they gave up a second round pick to go get that guy. And I think that second round pick turned into Joey Porter Jr. I think that's yeah. the pick the Steelers State, used. Yes. Yeah, a couple of months ago in the draft to get Porter Jr., which uh, he looks like a fine player. But yeah, no, the Bears basically told Chase Claypool that they're done. I don't, I don't know exactly what caused it. I mean, they uh, told him to go like home, right? I mean, he's not like at the facility. Yeah, no, he was a healthy scratch last week, hockey term, uh, against the Broncos, and they basically are like, yeah, we don't really want to see you ever again. So they'll probably trade him for a seventh-round pick, if that, 
I don't know if anyone even wants to give that up for that dude right now. They might just have to cut bait with him altogether. We could see him in the merger of the USFL and the other league that's going to come together here shortly. The, the XFL? Oh, yeah. They'll all come together. He'll be playing for somebody, a, a team near you. Mm-hmm. He'll be playing up in Arlington at the old Let's Ranger Ballpark. There you go. Yeah. Top tall. At the temple, that Globe Life, uh, Globe Life Park. I think it's Choctaw. Don't they call it Choctaw now where the Rangers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it is Choctaw where the Rangers used to play. Now the Rangers play inside the Gilf. It's nice and warm inside that Gilf, you know? It's climate-controlled Gilf. Doesn't feel the same without that sun beating down on you in those bleachers in, in late September. Nope. It's nope. all right. The Rangers getting it done. I'm 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 down with the Rangers. They started out the season having great hitting. They're finishing up, you know, and getting into the playoffs with that great hitting still coming back. You were worried about you were really worried about that bullpen of theirs, but they can hit with the best of them. They can hit with all of Major League right now. Yeah. They started that way off in the beginning of the season, and they still have talented hitters. Yeah, the Rangers offense is loaded and it's healthy, right? Like yeah. down the stretch of the season, you know, Josh Young missed some time, Jonah High missed some time. Uh, Corey Seager had a couple of different stints on That's the right. IL this year. But, no, the, the lineup is healthy. The pitching staff, still not. We'll see if Max Scherzer can make an appearance at some point in this series. Uh, obviously, DeGrom's out. We know that. Just right. put DeGrom on somebody because there's a sucker born every day, and somebody will take Jacob DeGrom. They'll, they'll say, you know what, he'll be healthy in a year and a half, and that's, what, that's our timeline for becoming something special. But the Rangers got to say they got to part ways with that dude. I know they still got – they owe him they millions. They're like they're one year into a long contract. They can't move on from him. They they knew there was a chance that this was going to happen when they signed him. They just hoped they it knew was. it was a chance when he was born. He was going to have some something happen with his elbow. It always does. Yeah, blame the doctor. I guess he they dropped him in the nursery. <laughs> that's, that's why the elbow for Jacob Degrom keeps screwing up year after year after year. Ah, the hope is he comes back like midway to late next season when the Rangers are pushing for a playoff spot, and then. Just keep him healthy for, I don't know, three months, four months. Can they even do that? I don't oh, know. That's, that's chancy. As soon as he know. gets healthy, start start dealing that dude because somebody will fall for it and said they'll say like everybody said, oh, when he's good, he's really good. Well, no. when is his body any good? Uh, that's a good question. Very good question. We'll see. We'll see how the Rangers hold up. And, and it sucks. Game one of Rangers-Orioles is at 12 o'clock on Saturday. What else is going on at 12 o'clock on Saturday, Buck? Wow. Yeah. Oh, are they going to put that on the Jumbotron at the Cotton Bowl? Great. Did you watch the Rangers and the O's? You know why? The game is so early. There's a concert at Camden Yards where the Orioles play Saturday night. What are the killers going to be there? The Piano Man. Oh, the Piano Man's coming. Okay, I got you. Yeah, cancel yeah. the game. The Piano Man's coming to town. Yeah, no, you have to you have to let the piano man do his thing. That You're a big is, piano man fan, aren't you? Big Billy Joel fan. Oh yeah, I got like five or six of his albums. Like I've you seen go to him. all the concerts when they're around you, aren't you? Don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I'm never a go to every concert for any artist guy. Like if I see somebody once or twice, to me that's enough. Um, but I've seen Billy Joel a couple of times. I saw him at Coda. Speaking of Coda. Yes. He's here a few years ago. And then I saw him at the Rangers ballpark at the old one, the Choctaw, like, whatever. It's like, like it for me, now. like Andrea Buccelli, where if I can get close to him, I'm going to see him yeah, again like, and again and again. I, yeah. I had the chance. Billy Joel was at Minute Maid where the Astros play either early this year or last year. And I, I didn't go like 
I didn't want to buy tickets. I'd already seen them twice. That was good. That was fun. It was the it was the same concert. Like I'm all right. So I'm not I'm not a big enough concert guy to where like I have to go see somebody, even one of my favorite artists of all time, like that every single time they come to town. That's not my bit. Like the like the lady was out here at uh, uh, Coda Lana for what was her name Ferrera. Lana Ferrera. You know I had to get those tickets. Oh Lana Del Rey. Yeah Lana yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to miss Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I missed Lana Del Rey. Well, hell, you don't have to go very far to see. If you want to see Taylor Swift, just go to any NFL game that Kansas City's at. She's there every week now. She's up in the booth. They can't miss showing her no. every time, every 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 chance they get. It's bringing a different culture of 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 audience now to the NFL. What do you think of this, Buck? What in the heck is it? <laughs> this is a new ballpark food item at Truist Park in Atlanta. That thing has got to cost you $72. As the Braves get set to uh, open up a best-of-five divisional series against the Philadelphia Phillies this weekend. This is called the Chicken Ain't Nothing But a Bird Blue. This is a a double-steak chicken sandwich with three glazed donuts as buns. No, I can't mix my chicken with, with the sweet stuff, no. No glaze. No, thank you. I mean, that's like the Big Mac, but instead of the three bread buns, you're getting three glazed donuts instead. You know, with my, my, my fingers and hands right now, I, that, that, I have a hard time touching that. I got to do a, a knife and a fork with that bad boy. Only, uh, let, me re- let me read the description. This is a double stack fried wet lemon pepper free range chicken breast sandwiched between three glazed donuts and southern pickled green tomatoes. Finished with a – oh, the screen went dark on me. What a cliffhanger this is. Thing. Finished with peach bourbon – I don't know, coolis? Coitus? Coitus? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what is that word? Uh, and in the screen – God, the paywall is killing me here. I should have been more prepared. Sorry about this, folks. Look uh, at the size of bourbon. that thing. C-O-U-L-I-S and powdered sugar. What is That's that That's where the text C-O-U- line supposed to come and help us right there now. What is that? C-O-U-L-I-S. I don't know what that is, but that's on there, I guess. And then we got tomatoes. Those are tomatoes on top Green of the tomatoes. lemon pepper chicken with glazed donuts as the buns. Only way I'm eating that piece of chicken, unless there's a beak and some, some chicken you know, some chicken gizzards hanging out of that thing. I need what? to have the I need to have the chicken's head in that. You what? Know? Okay, I so you're not that eating that unless head. there's a living chicken in there or you have the chicken head in there? If the chicken's head was sticking out of that thing, I would take a bite out of that. Other than that, that thing looks like a like a four-headed turtle right there. I'm not eating that thing. You wouldn't try this thing? No, look at all the little turtle heads sticking out of that. It's, it's, it's chicken breast. No. You know, turtle heads or peppers that or that anything. Look, that thing looks like a snapper on a bun. <laughs> Dude, I would try this. I hope they have something like this at the fair this weekend. Oh, they're going to have that. You're going to try all that mess up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on Friday, too, because I got to pick up our credentials uh, for Ooh. Saturday on Friday. And obviously, there's going to be fewer people there Friday than there will be Saturday. So I'm going to try a couple of uh, fried food things while I'm out there for sure. So uh, is the fair still do, do they still do little coupons where you got to stand in the line and get 45 coupons 
and everything is at least a dozen coupons or more yep. to purchase some. What is it? They don't trust people there. What is the deal? They got too many. I mean, wh- why is it that they they can't trust you with just a credit card? You got to go stand in a coupon line. I don't know. I don't know why they still do that bit, right? Like, why can't you just pay with card? Everywhere else, you pay with card. Why is it at the State Fair of Texas, you still have to buy coupons? I mean, you buy those with card, right? So why can't you just buy the food and the drinks and the everything else I with know. card? No, you got to stand in a separate, you got to get in a ticket line, and then you got to get another line. It's the bit, I guess. It's the fair. It's, that's what they the do bit. at the fair. You pay with coupons, you pay with tickets. That's that's how they want to operate, but it is start letting, start letting Sooners work at your fair. That's what happens. Yeah, shoot. I should just, I should buy a bunch of those for all of us on, on Friday. and Get them while you can. I'll give you some bucks because I'm going to have my cheesesteak. It's happening. It's on. My expectations are very high for the Philly cheesesteak in uh, Dallas, Texas this year. There's going to be be. a change. They shouldn't be. Yeah. You mean you think it's going to taste the same as it did eight years ago? Yeah. It's going to be, well, it's going to be the exact same one as eight years ago because no one else has ordered a cheesesteak there since then. (laughs) They've just been waiting on you every year to show up, but you haven't had one in the last seven years. So I'm going. It's it's the same one that they've had waiting for you there at whatever one random ass booth that they've got by the museum that I can't believe that's by the museum. Yes. I found that booth. I'm telling you, I ate that. I ate half of that thing, and my stomach. And that's when we were taking up like the big Winnebago up there. Yeah. I went in there, and the blue wave. I went into that thing so quick. That thing went right through me. It was so nasty. Oh it was the nasty god. thing. Oh my god! It was like that stuff when you were a kid, steakums, where you'd make your own like steak sandwiches. It was like steakums, and and sprayed cheese. I like sprayed the whiz on cheese whiz on it, and they called that a Philly cheese. And I ate a half of one of those and damn near shit all over myself. <laughs> and I'm going to do it again this year. I'm going. I'm oh, finding a real Philly cheesesteak there. I am not hanging out with you after you down that cheesesteak. That is nasty. Tell hey, Teddy, reminders. Hey, tell Teddy Lehman to make me a cheesesteak. <laughs> Get one ready for me. Uh, reminders, Saturday morning, we will be live from the fairgrounds. We'll be at the old mill Inn, right by big techs doing our pregame show from eight to 10 30. If you're making your way to the game or just to the fair that day, stop by and say hello to us. And of course, tomorrow afternoon in downtown Dallas, Harwood Tavern, we're going to be there from two to five, the red river round table with Texas sports unfiltered downtown Dallas, two to five. We'll be hanging out, drinking, eating, talking football. It's going to be a hell of a time. We hope to see all of you there. And a couple of shout-outs to some sponsors, Buck. How about our friends over at Sue Patrick? Oh, I love the folks at Sue Patrick. You know, they've got an incredible selection of Texas Longhorn apparel uh, and, of course, the accessories to go along with it. They've got tons of Texas-themed gifts there available for you, a wide variety of men's and women's clothing, of course, and they offer free shipping. How about this? $49 or more you can have free shipping sent to you. Plus, curbside pickup orders are available to you, but there's always parking at Sue Patrick's. They're located at 5222 Burnett Road. Say hello, of course, to Jay Willems and Sue Patrick when you're there. Or for more information on looking online, go to suepatrick.com, please. Yep. Shout out to Austin Lynch, by the way. We've got an OU fan stirring the pot in the chat. So, hey, that's what this game is all about. Keep those comments coming. Tell your OU friends to uh, 
to be watching. Hell, if Texas loses this game on Saturday, I expect a bunch of OU people to be talking trash in our comment line and on our code of text line. That's fine. That's bring it on. That's what we absolutely, want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure you guys have the keys to the Dairy Queen. So then when you have to go back to work on Monday, <laughs> that you didn't say I left the keys at the fairground since you're coming here to get those good jobs here in the state of Texas. So oh. make sure you get back to the Dairy Queens as soon as you get back to Norman. There you and, go. Sur- and surrounding areas. And surrounding areas. Yep. And uh, some quick shout outs to the two things that I drink. It's Olipop and it's Oldstad beer. Love yeah. both of them. The Olipop is legit. Actually, we're going to be talking to an OU guest tomorrow morning at 830, who's also a huge Olipop fan. Very he nice. used to show in Oklahoma, and Olipop sponsors him too. Uh, we love this stuff, man. It is great tasting soda that's actually good for you. Helps with digestive health. So if you're eating a bunch of fried crap at the fair this weekend, get you some Olipop. Billy cheesesteak. Next week. And, of course, Altstadt beer. I, yeah, man, whenever I'm drinking beer, I'm drinking Altstadt. My fridge is stacked with it. I've got my own beer fridge. There's nothing else in there except for Altstadt beer. It, it, that's how much I love it. That stuff is royalty. It is liquid gold. So whatever you're doing for the game this weekend, make sure you accompany your football watching with the greatness of Altstadt beer. No impurities. No regrets. All right, that is going to do it for us. I see the fellas in the waiting room. A little chaos theory coming up with Rodney and Wags. And Wags and I have a little bone to pick because our two baseball teams are about to be squaring off starting this weekend. Wags, did look he at just, him. Wags, did he just mention baseball? He mentioned baseball again. And look who showed up the biracial beauty. Derek Jeter. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> what do you got there? Who's that autograph by? Please take that to Bucky's house and break the Derek Jeter figurine, Wags. Wags. Cooperstown. Cooperstown, baby. Hey, Wags, do we have to make – Cal Ripken. Hey, do we have to make Dalen uh, – what's his name? Uh, Dylan Gabriel pay for running the football this week. If that dude, Make him pay, right? You know how lock her up, lock her up. Make him pay. Make him pay. You know what I mean? We got to make that dude pay for running. What is he? Why he gets to say all the good stuff, man? Houston <laughs> Astros guys got a bat. Look at this. Dude, you guys beat yourselves up right here. Houston Astros boys. Oh boy, beat yourselves up, man. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, so, I mean, BK, we're we're still gonna be friends and everything, but you gotta oh, know that it's you know it's hard love. It's hard love for sure. Just man. hard love. This guy's exciting, man. Both of our here. both of our ball clubs, man. You can you could say that that Texas, I think, is more of a mid market club than Baltimore is, but I mean, both of these teams really don't have the fu money in baseball that all like the stalwarts do yeah, right like the sucks. yankees yeah. or your dodgers did or you just mention yankees oh, no. what, did just, what did he just say he's out of here buck forget that oh, he, man i can't out. believe you did that to him he just shut the oh. laptop and everything he's done he gone and i've gone to i'll be listening Later, fellas. Man, be good bro have a great show.